What up? What is good? How we doing? How are you? What it is, what it do? This is the Puro Caballero Show, episode 110, coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. Um, you, you, you know the fucking vibes. Is live on Twitch right now. This will be up on YouTube and wherever where you get your podcasts at um, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, fucking Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, all of the above. You know where to find it. Uh, you can check the link in the bio. Follow us on Instagram at The Puro Caballero Show. Keep up on any updates, what's going on. And yeah, man, um, it is Friday, July 8th right now. And um, I feel like every episode I come out and saying I should have recorded this days ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, it's supposed to be kind of like, I guess, a post 4th of July, a little recap, I guess. I guess, I guess. When was the last time we touched base with you guys? It's been a minute. It's been, uh, it's been a few weeks. Um, let me see here. I know we were talking about a lot of the NBA uh, draft that had just happened. So it's been a couple weeks. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a little bit. How do I want to know specifically? Let's talk. This is called about uh, not being prepared. All right, it's been a week. It's only been a week, so we ran out of time because we were running our show at uh, San Angel Bar, uh, which will be at uh, next Thursday. So uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But um, yeah, man, we got uh, a lot of other shit that I didn't get a chance to talk to on last episode. Talk a little bit of sports shit. Break down some free agency stuff that's happened recently. A lot of uh, drama going on with the. Uh, Players uh, reportedly asking for trades and whatnot and other guys signing extensions and big, big money deals. So uh, there's some player movement going on in the NBA and, some, uh, and uh, some, some other action going on in other sports as well. So we'll touch bases on all that stuff. But, uh, but there's been a lot of other stuff going on uh, in my personal life, I'll say. Uh, I had a pretty good Fourth of July weekend. I don't know about you guys. I uh, got to hang out, go to a couple, uh, couple parties, a couple kickbacks, and... and, and uh, do the damn thing, I guess. Um, yeah, we had uh, had some people over for the UFC fights. That was cool. That was cool. Shout out to everybody who came through. Uh, we had a fun time. Uh, did not make any money on the random bets that I threw in there. But, hey, you win some, you lose some. It is what it is. Um, we'll talk about the results as that happened um, later on in the episode. But, uh, yeah, did that. Check, uh, checked out uh, the homie Evan Warner's party over there. I think it was like a bank somewhere somewhere out there but uh that was fun as hell i had a good ass time I was getting lit with a lot of comics dude there was like 30 40 comics that were just came came through and just hanging out so uh um <laughs> i talked to some people on monday and they were had some fomo they're like man what the fuck <laughs> i wasn't i there so uh yeah i don't know I, I didn't make the guest list but uh i don't know if uh if it was just a free-for-all just get everybody in that bitch but uh yeah we had a good time we had a fun time um Got Terrence there, and then on the fourth, had a stream that you guys might have saw. I don't know, may have not on uh, my rooftop, and uh, that was pretty crazy. That was pretty awesome. I think I was up there for like six hours. I still haven't watched the film yet. It's been a few days. I I like just got over it. The hangover <laughs> like yesterday. I feel like it was like a first day. I felt kind of normal. It was. I just took a lot out of me, man. <laughs> I was just up there on the rooftop drinking whiskey. Uh, playing music and shit, and then the fireworks started like popping off like crazy. So we were, we're getting into it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was a fun time. I was uh, 
definitely hammered up there. Oh my god, I I I legit don't remember how I got down off that roof. Like it gets cloudy towards the end of it. Like legit, and went through and read some of the chat <laughs> that was like posted up at the end. Um, and then I guess when I rated B cause, shout out to B cause. <laughs> uh, yeah, your boy was lit. <laughs> oh my god, I, like it's like slow. Some of it was like slowly piecing back together but i don't remember taking my equipment down and and headed to bed or any of that stuff so i woke up the next morning all surprised and uh i was glad everything was in its rightful place so i was like "Ooh, this could have been a lot worse could have been a lot lot worse um yeah i gotta like traverse this rooftop and take all the equipment down speaker and everything man freaking Oh, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was it was perplexing the next day, just trying to piece all, the whole thing together. Like, what the fuck did it happen? <laughs> did I just crash? The, dude, we were hitting that Maker's Mark bottle pretty damn hard. I'm not going to lie, man. We, Oh, man, we put that shit down. We put that shit down. Um, shout out to homie VJ, Speak Thai. Um, he was up there. Shout out to homie Allen. He was over there, too. Um, dude, yeah. <laughs> got really fucking hammered man uh you know you had a good fourth of july when you don't remember how the fifth started so that's what happened to me um had a couple like cuts on my legs and stuff so i'm I'm just glad that i didn't nothing crazy happened like i broke a leg or something <laughs> um but yeah wish nothing but good health for you too i hope i hope you didn't get uh your hand blown off by no fireworks or anything crazy um hope you're safe out there um the fourth of july stuff happened i saw joey chestnut he got uh the victory what do you got like seven in a row now i think that's like number 15 on his belt he uh he put down like 60 something hot dogs and also put down a protester <laughs> in the process um some scrawny kid who was like protesting i guess uh meat factories or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah like put him in a headlock and like Knocked him down, and the kid was just like hella flimsy and flail. <laughs> I saw Joey Chestnut interview. He's just like, yeah, man, the kid was like pretty weak. Uh, I could tell because he was probably because he was vegan. You know, <laughs> he's got no protein in his system. I was like, oh, shots fired. <laughs> I mean, it's coming from a world champion, you know, eater. I guess so. <laughs> like, you're not gonna, like, I don't think, find any moralistic uh, uh, qualms about him. For that shit. So, uh, so yeah, you should know what the fuck the fucking deal is. Um, <laughs> dumbass kid. Uh, what else happened? What else going on? Jack was a pro. Oh yeah, he had a broken foot too, man. He did it. Did it all on a broken foot. Um, what a champion. What an American legend. Uh, shout out to Joey Chestnut. Um, <laughs> friend of mine bet on him not to break his record under seventy hot dogs. He got like sixty three. <laughs> so uh yeah that's a that's a smart bet that's a very smart one good job davis uh <laughs> he, he's saying that he uh he's like yeah man yeah i reason that he's probably not going to be able to you know, put as much as he can because he's still got you know <laughs> he's got an injury so he's probably not going to want to you know try to go super crazy but he's going to want to win so he's still going to do that but he could win, but not break the record. It's like, all right, that's a, <laughs> a narrow line there. But he did it. He did it. Cashing out. Good job. Good job for you. Good job by you. Good job by you. Um, what else is happening? 
uh yeah hoping everybody's staying safe because there's some crazy shit going on in the streets uh, i'm sure everybody knows this, the, the big headline of shooting that happened in outside of chicago i think it was highland park uh illinois uh i think it was i want to say initially six people they announced had passed and now i think one other person had passed who's since been uh was hospitalized um i guess 30 other people were wounded so it, Real tragedy, real real sad story. And like the guy who did it, uh, they got him uh, alive, which uh, is another crazy little white kid. Um, he was a sad, like a SoundCloud rapper too. Like what the is? I don't know. It's crazy. I think he shot like a lot of la the Latinos who were over there. There was a couple like Mexican nationals who were like in the parade area right there. But I don't know if he was targeting them individually or or specifically for for racial reasons or if it was just he was just spraying the crowd because um yeah after i i read a, like a couple things yesterday but i didn't want to like delve into that particular thing because that's just that's sad and tragic and it's like another another week another tragedy here in america that's kind of what's the what's the deal what's the update for you guys um i wish i could be saying something else but you know it is what it is um Living here in Los Angeles, I know there was multiple people who were confused because they thought it was Highland Park, L.A., because there's a neighborhood out here um, called that as well. But um, tragic, tragic, man. And I, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, a lot of criticism on the like what the Supreme Court's doing right now, considering that they have like a conservative majority. So they've been uh, passing and changing a lot of laws that are um, – Kind of, I guess, to that uh, side of the spectrum. And, uh, yeah, I think there was something about gun access. I still haven't read into all of those, so I need to I need to do my research myself. But, uh, yeah, man, it's crazy time in America right now. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what the fuck happens. Um, what else? Crazy deaths, man. I saw this article the other day that I was reading. Um, the founder of Yu-Gi-Oh!, uh, guy by the name of uh, Kazuki Takahashi was uh, found dead at sea 300 meters off of Okinawa on the 6th, so two days ago. Um, pretty wild shit. Apparently they found him, his body just floating with uh, snorkeling gear, and uh, he had some, uh, what was it, some wounds to, to the head and abdomen area, I guess. So they're saying that he was attacked by, uh, I guess, something in the water that's what they say um that seems a little fishy to me not to be doing a play on words here but like goddamn, like <laughs> could have been some foul play there i don't know i don't want to assume one one thing or the other but that just uh yeah that kind of screams that shit um bro similar stuff to what happened with the what is it the the latest person that what is it they say that Clinton hit list or whatever her same shit where they had uh they ruled it suicide but they were like thirty yards away from like any building and had like bullet holes and <laughs> had gotten shot and had like lacerations to the throat and wrist area or something like so didn't really seem like it was probably suicide but hey. Hey, 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 I'm not no investigator. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I ain't nobody. So, um, yeah, man, Yu-Gi-Oh, man, that's, that fucking sucks. Uh, the guy was 60 years old. I remember reading that shit. But it's like, 
it, I was the I didn't realize how big Yu-Gi-Oh was. It is like the largest uh card game in the world apparently in terms of total sales, which is kind of surprising cuz I thought Pokemon might have got them, but uh I guess Pokemon kind of shifted more to the gaming side. Um so like yeah. Or crazy, man. Remember the the cartoon back in the day? I was a fan of all that that kind of anime stuff. Um Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon, Pokemon kind of era. But um yeah, sad day, sad day, man. Um speaking of water attacks, there was a couple shark attacks that happened recently in America as well. I saw that there was one that happened in Long Island and one that happened in Florida off the Keys and um I know the one that happened in Long Island, luckily the guy was uh was all right and there wasn't too much damage there but the person in the florida keys apparently they were fighting to save their leg apparently they had a chance that they might have to amputate because uh, it was a pretty severe nasty bite so uh so be careful out there in the waters man it's freaking wild you don't know what's uh, uh what's going on so wild out there man it's wild <laughs> shark shark attacks in long island the keys man it's like Sharks are attacking all the weedle populations in America, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's stupid. <laughs> You're an idiot. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> I can just smell the cologne. <laughs> oh, man. And the meatballs <laughs> from, from the water. Oh, they're trying to yank their chains off their neck. I'm, I'm going to stop. All right. That's, that's enough. That's, that's enough for me. That's. <laughs> oh shit. What uh, what other shit's going on in the world? Um R. Kelly got sentenced thirty years in prison for sex trafficking. Big surprise, whoopie dupe. Um Yeah, I guess we're we're done and over with this now. So <laughs> um There's already there's been so many jokes about R. Kelly and like everything I said. Dude, since since the Chappelle day, since like the he's been doing wild shit since the nineties, basically, like since that shit. Oh man. Now it's like the new the new version of the jokes is like him in jail and what he's doing. How we can get away with shit. So <laughs> how he's mad everyone's old as shit. So, um yeah, disgusting, disgusting person. My god. My god. Um Yeah, apparently there was a lot of his accusers were there in court and were like really putting it on him and talking all that shit, and rightfully so. And apparently, he wasn't looking at nobody. So, dude's a monster, man. Kelly's a monster, not in a good way. Not in a good way. Um, let's see here. What other news is going on? Elon Musk, he's in the news again. Big surprise. <laughs> Still hasn't. I guess he hasn't completed the sale for Twitter yet. Um, but. Uh, and completing a few other things, man. Starting a few other families, I guess, man. Uh, it got reported yesterday that uh, apparently Elon Musk had a set of twins with a former work colleague um, last November, which was like before a month before he had a, a baby with um, his on again, on again, off again girlfriend Grimes. Um, via surrogate so she didn't get pregnant so they had it via surrogate it's convoluted again <laughs> um 
Yeah, it was uh, apparently he's got the kid with the uh, executive with Neuralink. Uh, her name's uh, Siobhan Zillis. And uh, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen with that, if that's going to affect like the, the companies, the stock and how that's kind of seen. Um, I was reading an article saying that like the all the companies that he owns, they're kind of. Um, I don't know, not HR, but like the relations with their employees and stuff, the contracts are like worded a lot differently than like a lot of normal corporate uh, work environments and stuff. And uh, <laughs> so a lot of like the new PC work culture stuff nowadays is like you should not be fraternizing with uh, you know, the coworkers like that. Um, you can't date somebody who's within what is it like or above or below two like corporate levels or something like that i don't know what the term was it was it was there's like a whole bunch of weird rules about that stuff how like if you're too ahead of somebody you'll have our dynamic with i don't it is it is there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot of that shit goes into that um but yeah apparently in elon's company it's just like fair game i guess i don't know just show up and do the job <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if that's affected the stock or any of his companies or whatnot yet, but that's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. So like people getting all all kind of uh messy and stuff like that. Um so apparently the kids were born, they had a particular name on their birth certificate and there was a petition to get the name changed recently to have Musk involved um as their like last names for the two children. So that paperwork apparently got process recently so that's why this shit is getting into the news and how people are finding out about this stuff but uh but yeah this fool must got hella kids man i think he's got like i have like double digits now man it's a lot of kids uh had two to the list man so got twins um <laughs> yeah yeah so he i <laughs> He tweeted out before, like a couple months ago. He's just like, "Well, I'm I'm doing my part in helping out with the population problem. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah, he's just not lying. He's not lying, man. Um, damn. I mean, one of the richest guy in the world. You can afford it, but like, <laughs> a lot of a lot of children, man. Um, uh, what else going on? All right. Um, another wild story. Apparently, there's a hacker claiming they stole uh data from the Shanghai police. Um, apparently this is data on over a, a billion Chinese citizens, which is ridiculous. It includes police reports going back all the way to 1995. There was some reports that this hacker was trying to sell it for some Bitcoin online, um, that data. So I don't know. Apparently it's uh, pretty wild, and uh, I'm pretty sure that people in China are not talking about it, considering the fact that the government does do a good job of controlling the narratives on the media and whatnot so uh in the article that i read apparently this is reported as being like one of the bigger um uh data breaches in history for the country of china so you know they're gonna be on red alert you know they're probably going crazy going wild right now trying to figure out what the source of that that hack is and uh trying to put that hacker uh to bed because uh china don't fuck around man <laughs> They do not. They do not fuck around. Um, what else going on? What else happened? Oh, there was a crazy, crazy article. I didn't get a chance to read. Um, yeah, man. Japan's uh, ex-leader Shinzo Abe 
passed away uh, yesterday. Not just by natural causes. This dude got assassinated by a gunman on the street as uh, he was delivering a campaign speech, man. That's just crazy. So political assassination going on in uh, in Japan, of all places. I, like, honestly, I didn't. Of all the places, I wouldn't have expected Japan. So I didn't get a chance to read too much in this article. So let's let's read into this right now. Um, he was his longest serving leader. Um, let's see. Oh, he's a former prime minister. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, he went down. He um, left office in 2020. Damn, that's crazy. Um, he suffered major damage to his heart along with two neck wounds. Uh, he never regained his vital signs. Um, police arrested Tetsuya Yamagami, 41, a former member of Japan's Navy, on suspicion of murder. His gun that was obviously homemade, about 15 inches long. And they confiscated a similar weapon in his personal computer when they raided his nearby one-room apartment. Yeesh. Oh, man. But yo, this guy said he plotted to kill him because he believed rumors about the former leader's connection to a certain organization that police did not identify. Oh, that's wild. Scandalous, man. Um, wild, 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 wild. That's sad. So, uh, yeah, political assassinations. We got hacks going on in China. Um, damn, fucking crazy. Wild shit. Wild shit. Oh, breaking news. Elon Musk not going to buy Twitter. Oh, shit. So that was, uh, that was a quick, quick little ride there for Elon. <laughs> oh, man. Crazy shit, man. I mean, well, speaking of, like, foreign relations over in that part of the world, we can talk about this story right now. Uh, Brittany Griner, free Brittany, she's still, uh, Still trapped in prison over there in Russia for bringing some vape pens along with her in her travel and her in her car or her luggage, uh, travel luggage. What the hell? Words are tough. Um, she pled guilty to drug charges in Russia. Today, um, let's see. A decision informed by discussion with their legal defense team in Russia. Um. That I like to plead guilty, Your Honor, but there was no intent. I did not want to break the law. I'd like to give my testimony later. I need time to prepare. In a statement, Griner's legal team stated that considering the nature of her case and significant amount of the substance and BG's personality and history of positive contributions to global and Russian sport, the defense hopes that the plea will be considered by the court as a mitigating factor and there will be no severe sentence. Uh, whew, that's crazy. Hopefully, 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 we hope, we hope. Um, there was some talk that there was discussion to try to do a, uh, a prison prisoner swap. Um, <laughs> the guy that Russia wants apparently is like, uh, it's called like the Merchant of Death or something. He's like some wanted known like hitman, like global terrorist. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think the U.S. wanted to do that shit. So I, don't, I think the discussions were pretty, pretty, uh, pretty moot at that point. So well, well apparently in the recent times, uh, I know Joe Biden has been talking with his uh with uh, with her wife, girlfriend I guess girlfriend now, um who's been in communications, uh with Brittany Griner, and uh, he's trying to reassure her that they're doing as much as they can. But she was calling him out 
for a few days there last week saying like, hey, man, it's already been like three or four. It's been four months now. We've been reporting on this story and nothing's happened and we got no change. We got no progress going on. So like what's going on? Like what's the deal? So uh, free Brittany Griner. Um, let's see. With, while the guilty plea does mean uh, Griner, who faces a 10 year in prison, could be sentenced to for the jail time. It's a smart strategy. Says William Pomerantz, an expert on Russian law. Uh, apparently, 99% of Russian court cases end in conviction. A guilty plea could result in a lighter sentence, and most crucially, it opens the door for a deal for Griner's release because Russian officials have said they won't do anything until the trial is over. Okay, yeah, so apparently this trial, they're going to try to drag it on until, like, next winter, I think, is what, it, what the report was. Um, says, if she wants to return home, she believes they're working on a prisoner swap. The faster that this processing ends, the faster she can get home. Um, let's see. We will not relent until Brittany, Paul Whelan, and all of the wrongfully detained Americans are reunited with their loved ones. Um, all right. Let's see. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said. All right. Uh, next court hearing is July 14th. Uh, yeah, hopefully good news by the time we have our comedy show that night. Hey, um, let's see. Uh, in the U.S., you can plead guilty, and that's the end. You proceed to sentencing after that. Let's see. In Russia, because the system is more formalized, they've got to read the additional evidence into the record. The court has to satisfy itself that the plea is consistent with the evidence. Reiner's legal team expected the uh, trial to conclude at the beginning of August. All right, there you go, August. So, yep, 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 yep. Hopefully, hopefully she's back by the winter. That's the that's the deal. That's the deal. That's the deal. So, uh, free Brittany Griner. Um. What other crazy news going on here? Uh, go to the back onto U.S. soil. Uh, see all that FDA has banned the sales of all Jewel Vape Pods uh, product in the United States. So uh, all them Jewel Pod Bros, um, sayonara. <laughs> uh, I know there's probably gonna be a black market for that shit now. It's gonna be pretty wild. So. Um, Apparently, the company's fighting the uh, decision by the FDA, and this is not, I guess, going to go into effect until, like, later in the year. Or, like, I guess if you have inventory at stores right now, that could still be sold, but once that, like, no more can be produced, apparently, from what the ruling that I read by the FDA. So, we'll see what happens. Um, no more vape smoking, I guess. No more no more crazy vape, vape clouds. No vape, vape competitions. Like, uh, like, banning all the flavored nicotines and all them products and all that crazy stuff here um yeah people people it's like hard to find honey backwoods in certain cities nowadays in california it's like uh it's just all it's a whole thing man you know them the white op you know what is it peach peach optimos all that shit like <laughs> oh man wild shit uh turn that off um, I was wondering what's going on. Shout out to Discord. Uh, 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 uh. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> Are we here? Thought we're malfunctioning. I think we're good. I want to say we're good. Sure. All right. Anyway. Yeah, no more jewel pots. No more jewel pots. No more jewel pots. Um. Any other news before we get started talking about sports? Um. Uh, James Can, actor in The Godfather, 
in the thief has passed away at the age of 82 um my thoughts and prayers to the family but uh man that guy was a legend legendary actor that dude was uh Sonny Corleone in The Godfather, man, that was a great role. Great, great, uh, great couple films there. First and second one, yeah, greatest of all time. They're in the discussion for sure. Uh, yeah, he was an elf too. I remember that. Yeah, he played. Uh, man, he had a hmm, R.I.P. James Con. Uh, son of Jewish immigrants from Germany, and grew up in Queens. And then went to Michigan State University to play college football. Oh, and then started acting after that. And the rest is history. R.P. to James Conn. Uh, man, the myth legend. Yeah, sad news. Uh, what else? What else? Riveting stuff. Riveting stuff here. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Looking at Instagram, you can't be doing this during podcast, man. You can't, can't be sidetracked. Talking to you, Mario. <laughs> All right, let's talk about sports shit now. Let's get into it. Um, yeah, NBA has been news has been blowing up just in the last week, man. I know we we went over the finals, we went over the draft, but like this NBA free agency shit is picking up like crazy. Um, there was a report initially the salary cap was going to jump to one hundred twenty three point six million for the next year. And it is a 10% increase over last season. So that means teams got some more cash to spend. Okay. And spending is what has happened in the last week. All right. It has been crazy. Um, but like the biggest news has not been the signings yet so far. The biggest news is future Hall of Famer Kevin Durant, one of the best players in the game, has decided he does not want to uh, play with the Brooklyn Nets any longer. Uh, he made that decision. Uh, day after Kyrie Irving decided he wanted to opt in to his uh, contract for this next season. I uh, believe it's like $37 million contract. It uh, That all happened like it's like one domino off the other. So pretty wild shit. <laughs> I feel like right after we posted the episode last week, this shit was, was popping off on and popping, man. So all the rumor mills has been coming out as to where the hell Kevin Durant's going to go. It's been a week's time. Nothing has happened. I haven't heard too much uh, news recently. I think Brooklyn's kind of trying to play um, hardball a little bit with the situation. The initial reports were that they were going to help orchestrate and make this shit happen and, uh, you know, help him get out of there. Uh, man, they gave him the keys to the whole franchise to basically go and get the players that he wants, the coaches that he wants, and... They did that, and look at where they're at now. So that shit has, like, gone up in flames so quickly from having him and Kyrie there, the Harden whole experience, losing them. Now they got Ben Simmons and who knows what for next season. So, yeah, well, um, apparently every team known to man has called the uh, <laughs> the Nets to see what they're thinking. And they're, they want some blue chip prospects and a lot of picks. So there's not as many teams who are going to be able to uh, um, be able to provide that and still have a team that's competitive enough to win a championship or at least compete for one. So uh, a couple of the teams that have been kind of penciled in a little bit has been like the Miami Heat, number one. 
And number two is the um, Phoenix Suns. Now, the issue with the Heat that I've heard is that uh, it would probably want Bam out of bio back. The Nets would. Now, the Bam and Ben Simmons can't be on the same team because there's a uh, issue because they both signed the same type of rookie max extension contract, and you can only have one of those players on your team. So they would have to do a three-team trade, apparently. Um, who knows if that's even worth it, you know, at that point. So, uh, yeah, there's been a there's been a whole bunch of rumor mills, crazy shit going on on the internet, people speculating as to where the hell he's going to go and what he's going to want to do. Um, some people like Kendrick Perkins on, you know, in NBA media saying that they don't believe he really is going to get traded and that he's going to end up sticking it out and playing another year over there in Brooklyn with Kyrie. So that happens. Who knows? They're still probably going to have a pretty decent team just because those two dudes are so uh, pretty talented. But I don't know. I don't know if that's going to get you a championship, what they got. Who knows what Ben Simmons is going to give them? I have no clue whatsoever. So, yeah, crazy, crazy shit. So, so that's the biggest news there. No, not, no other news on the Kyrie front. There's been talks that the Lakers now are trying to give get him. I Once again, I don't know how the hell that's going to work. Uh, if Russell Westbrook's going to end up in Brooklyn or if they're going to try to offload him to a third team and who's got the picks they're giving up. And I don't know if the Lakers have enough assets even to think about shit like that. So it's like, uh, it's wild, wild shit. But um, yeah, man, crazy. Crazy stuff going on. Um, I think, where's that beeping noise coming from? Is it just me? It might just be me. I might just be hearing shit. Um, anyways, anyways. <laughs> yeah, man. Kyrie was spotted the other day over here in LA at the Sparks game. I think it was last night. So... Who knows? Is there going to be more tampering issues going to be involved? But the Lakers are already talking to him already when they shouldn't, you know, and they can't technically can't talk to team players on other teams, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. So we'll see. We'll see. All the Laker fans are like kind of happy that he opted into his extension because uh, now there's a, I guess, a greater chance they might get the trade to work out with the salaries and whatnot. So. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with the team. But, uh, yeah, crazy shit, crazy shit. Um, other NBA superstar news. James Harden, he's declined his player option, his $47.4 million player option uh, with the 76ers because he wants to sign a deal at a lower number so he can help them try to get more free agents and improve the team and uh, spend money on other guys. So he actually ended up taking a $15 million pay cut. He's going to sign a two-year deal with the 76 that just got announced today. So um, it's kind of admirable for a guy who has been kind of considered kind of, I guess, uh, a little bit of a lazy, selfish player over the years. Um, is that going to translate to wins on the court? I don't know. But uh, really still going to be a problem next year. Uh, they they got some new guys we'll talk about a little later. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, so roster flexibility taking a home I, not really a hometown discount but a little discount there to help the team out i mean the man made shit ton of money over in houston and i don't think he's hurting pockets aren't hurting too bad so um teach their own man teach their own i wouldn't blame him if he just opted in to his shit too but 
yeah, I think he really is now kind of thinking about the end of his career. Like, man, I only got a couple years of like being at the top left, so I can't mess these up, man. I gotta, I gotta help, help my team where I can. So, yeah, Harden t- taking a team friendly deal. Um, somebody who's not, I guess, taking the, the most team friendly deal, Bradley Bill. He's getting a, uh, he's declining his thirty six million dollar option, uh, to become a free agent, and he's reportedly gonna resign. Uh, on a new deal that is going to be for five years, $245 million. Five years, $245 million. That is five years, $245 million for Bradley Beal. Hell of a player, but man, that's a lot of money. So, like, get your money, man. That's, 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 that's about the... The highest high you can what you can get right now in the NBA, man. So, ooh, that's like that's a lot of money, man. <laughs> Two hundred and forty-five. That's a lot. It's five years. We'll see if he gets to the end of it. Two hundred forty-eight. Oh man, that's almost. It's like forty, forty-nine mil a season. Not a bad gig if you get it, man. Congrats, congrats, man! Big congrats to Bradley Beal. <laughs> you earned it. You made it. Um, so yeah, he's staying with the Wizards. We'll see how their season goes next year. Um, a lot of people questioning the how crazy big this contract is and whatnot, but it's the league nowadays. I don't know. It's the state of the NBA. It's never, uh, it's never what you're worth. It's what you can negotiate. So. Just know that shit. I uh, know Jalen Rose hammers that home every time he's talking about free agency news. So, hey, props to the man. Um, props to his agent, too. He's getting a fat cut of that, too. So, there you go. What else going down? Um, we got some trades to announce. Let's see. Spurs trade DeJounte Murray to the Hawks for Danilo Gallinari. First-round picks in 23, 25, 27. And a pick swap in 2026. That is four picks. And Danilo for DeJounte. Whew, that's a lot. That's a lot for DeJounte. He was a nice player. We'll see how he fits next to Trey Young. Um, defensively, he's really, uh, really good. He's he's a menace out there. Uh, offensively, he does a good job being a lead guard. We'll see what he does. See if he can play off or if they can, you know, tag team a little bit. Hey, it could be like a Mike Bibby Duck Christie situation where they end up, you know, kind of being co co ball handlers a little bit and initiating the offense. And they can play off of each other. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, hell of a talent. Uh, hell of a boatload of picks there for San Antonio. So we'll see who ends up winning that um, that trade in seven years from now. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Jontae Murray going to Atlanta. Going to the A. Let's see, Nuggets trade Will Barton, Monty Morris to the Wizards for Kendrick Caldwell-Pope and Ish Smith. So I think this was like a cost-cutting move. If I want to say, Will Barton and Money Morris. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, KCP very solid vet. He's still gonna be out there on the wing for the Nuggets. We'll see how he fits in next to Jokic and the boys over there. Jazz trade Royce O'Neal to the Nets for a 2023 first-round pick, and the trade exception used from the Harden trade uh, was used. By Brooklyn, so they'll just absorb the contract there. Um, 
Yeah, Utah, they're retooling. They're changing over their roster. We'll see what ends up happening. But uh, they got themselves uh, a first-rounder for Royce O'Neal. That's not the, the worst, the worst uh, trade in the world there, considering they don't know what the hell's going to happen with the Nets this next season. So, um, Royce O'Neal's still a very competitive ball player, and uh, he, he's on the Nets roster. If if things change and Katie and Kyrie can mend the fences, like then who knows? But he, he might be able to plug them in. Um, play off of those guys. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. There's so many questions with the Nets, man. He's like, what's going on with the Nets is going to affect the, so many other teams in the league. It's going to be crazy. Um, what else happening? Biggest trade so far, T-Wolves get Rudy Gobert from the Jazz. Uh, and the blockbuster deal for Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, Leandro Balmero, and unprotected picks in 23, 25, 27. Then there's pick swap in 26, and a top five protected first in 2029. So that is five picks and five players. <laughs> For Rudy Gobert for the Jazz, so they're going all in, man. Uh, wow, that's a lot. Minnesota, they got new ownership, and they are ready to spend. I feel like that's a, it's a new owner type of move to just come in and just get that big trade where it's kind of like, this is out there. I mean, it's, it's a lot to give up, but, like, you get some return, and guys just like, I need to pick my imprint. Let's fucking do it. They're ever on the fence about shit. They're just like, let's fucking go. And uh, so, yeah, it's like Utah, they got themselves off of Rudy Gobert's contract, and uh, they'll be able to retool a bit. I think Donovan Mitchell says he's going to stay around, so it uh, looks like that's, that's gonna, I guess, going to be the future of the franchise. I know Danny Ainge, he's the, uh, the head coach or the, um, the general manager now. They got Will Hardy, who was assistant with the, with the uh, Boston Celtics last season. As their new head coach, so they got. I got. I got it. Looks like they got a new direction. So we'll see, see what's going on there with uh, with Utah. But um, yeah, all the rumors has always been Donovan Mitchell going to the New York Knicks or some other big franchise. So we'll see. We'll see if that ever happens. Um, other big trade news: Boston Celtics they land Markin, Malcolm Brogdon in a trade with the Pacers for Daniel Tice, Aaron Neesmith, Nick Stauskas. Malik Fitz, Juwan Morgan, and a first-round pick next year's draft in 2023. So, Malcolm Brogdon is still a very talented player. I think uh, anytime he's out there on the court, he's uh, he's a problem. He's always putting up numbers. Problem for him has been his injury concerns. And so, for Boston, it might not even matter if he plays more than 40 games in the regular season. So as long as he's healthy there in the playoffs, I think that's going to be very big, very key for them. So, so uh, we'll see if they can keep him on ice. I guess for the year, I don't know. I don't know how they'll do it. Keep him, keep his minutes down in the rotation. But uh, Malcolm Brogdon, he's going to Boston, so he might be that uh, that extra ball handler, ball handler creator. They might be able to put out there that'll help out Tatum and Brown because uh, they kind of uh, ran out of gas down the stretch. It seemed like. Uh, it's a long, hard journey to get through in, into the NBA Finals, and to win it is that that one extra step. Sometimes, it, certain guys they just you know they just if they haven't been there or whatnot, or 
just not 100%. Sometimes they can't make it or they can't produce for like they sh- normally would. So um, we'll see. We'll see if Brogdon can help them. I think that's a good acquisition for them, and I don't think they gave up too, too much for them. Um, some of the guys they did give up obviously kind of had, you know, people thought they might have some promise, but, you know, who knows? Who knows? Smith, people feel like they probably missed on that draft pick. I know Nick Stauskas, former Kings pick. Yeah, people felt like he, they, they missed on that shit. Uh, right. Let's see. Another deal. Kings, my Sacramento Kings got Kevin Herter from the Hawks for Justin Holiday, Mo Harkless, and a lottery protected first in 2024, which uh, I like Kevin Herter. We'll see what he does. Looks like the Kings and Hawks basically traded wings in two seasons. We'll give you Bogdanovich and could give us Herder. So, um, yeah, we'll see how he does. We'll see see how he fits in. Uh, Kings have no, they don't have the worst roster in the world. I'll say that. Where they got Davion, they got Darren Darren Fox, uh, they got Herder now. They got Keegan Murray. They got um, uh, Sabonis in the paint. They got Metu in there mixing it up. Yeah. I, Kings picked up the team option for Met too, so he'll be there next year. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Sean Holmes, see what happens with him. But, uh, but yeah, I don't think that's the worst lineup in the world. We'll see. We'll see what Fox can do. Fox got to cook, and Davion Mitchell has to keep playing, uh, like he did at the end of the season. So just keep keep working out there. Uh, apparently, he's been working on that jumper, hitting buckets. So that's, uh, that's good news. That's good news to hear. So keep working, Davion. Keep working. Keep working, baby. Welcome to Sack Herder. Welcome to Sack. Um, <laughs> he looks like a guy who would like you'd see at a bar in the Thomas or something like. <laughs> so yeah, welcome to Sack. Um, let me see here. What else? What else? What else? Um, all right. So I mean, let's go to the free agency. Here's here's the deals that have been signed so far. This is this is quite a bit. This is a lot. I'm gonna. I can, this is a long list. You don't see it, but it's a long fucking list. So we're gonna roll right through these. Okay. Uh, Nikola Jokic, uh, two-time MVP. He's got an NBA record five-year, $270 million Supermax extension with the Nuggets. Damn, son, where'd you find this? 270 Woo-wee. That's a lot of money. Um, Wizards, as I mentioned, they give him to a five-year, $251 million contract. I think I said 248 prior. 251's final number. Uh, Devin Booker gets the four-year, 224 Supermax extension with the Suns. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns agrees to a four-year, $224 million maximum extension with the T-Wolves. John Morant gets a max rookie extension worth $193 million for five years, up to $231 million if he makes an all-NBA team. Uh, Zion Williamson, um, the often injured power forward down in New Orleans, is close to signing a rookie max extension with the Pelicans, which would be for five years, two thirty-one. dollars uh, Same deal that Morant. Uh, would be uh, available to him. Uh, I think there's some caveats, though, with the injury concerns that he's had. I think they might put some uh, performance-related clauses in that bitch. That would be the smart thing to do. Um, but, hey, we'll see. We'll see what they negotiate. Uh, let's see. Cleveland Cavs and Darius Garland, they agreed on a five-year, $193 million rookie max extension. Same thing for him. It can go up to 231 uh, if he makes an All-NBA teams in one of those seasons. And that is actually the largest contract in Cleveland Cavaliers history. So congratulations there. Congratulations. It looks like LeBron, he didn't uh, make as much there because he was always working on those short-term deals. 
and uh, with the player options and all that stuff, and then also inflation. So yeah, there you go. There you go, Darius Garland. What else? Uh, Zach Levine, he's staying with the Bulls on a five-year, $215 million max deal. So we'll see what the Bullies can do. If uh, they're healthier in the playoffs this year, maybe they'll do better. Who knows? Who knows? They had a, they're kind of a surprise team this last season. Uh, shout out to my man, Way Funk. He was very excited that they were doing well. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, Dame Lillard, he just finalized a two-year, $122 million extension with the Portland Trailblazers, uh, which it was like, it was in question. Things were in the air. It was kind of weird. Uh, there was talk about the news about people. Some, I guess people were pressing the current owner, uh, Jody Allen, former wife of Paul Allen, uh, who was the prior owner who passed away a few years ago. She's been running both the Portland Trailblazers and the Seattle Seahawks, along with the trust of advisors. So uh, apparently there wasn't much communication between her and Dame Lillard recently. And there was a lot of speculation. People were asking if she was going to eventually sell the team. So she had to put those rumors down and say, no, not in the near future. It's going to take a while before that eventually happens. Okay. So like, hey, take it easy. Get off my back. Like, let me cook. So, um, yeah, I, get, I don't know. It was, it was kind of up in the air. It seemed like every indication that Portland wanted to keep him around um, uh, seemed like he was comfortable being up there in Portland. But, um yeah, they just got Jeremy Grant in the offseason, and, and uh, we'll, see, we'll see what else they could do. We'll see what else they could do. So, uh, so yeah, new contract there for Dame, two years, 122. Uh, let's see here. Jalen Brunson, he signs a four-year, $104 million deals with the Knicks. Uh, I think we talked about it last podcast. Yes, his uh, dad is an assistant coach on the team. Uh, his former agent is now the general manager on the team, and the guy who... Uh, hi- hired his former agent to be, become an agent and become his like understudy is also in the Knicks organization uh, in World Wide West. So it's like, there's all these connections. We kind of knew that shit was going to happen. So four-year, $104 million deal with the Knicks. We'll see if there's tampering charges. There may, very well may be, because it just seemed like that shit just lined up perfectly for them to cash out there. So, um, so he gets that nice deal. Uh, the aforementioned Trailblazers, they get Anthony Simons uh, on a four-year, $100 million extension. He kind of he came on last season while Dame was injured, so we'll see if he can come in and, and uh, continue to, to flourish out there, uh, up there in Portland. The Oklahoma City Thunder, they re-signed uh, Lou Dort to a five-year, $87.5 million deal. Uh, for a defensive specialist, I think that's not the, that's not the worst Worst contract. Luke Dorris a menace when he's out there. Makes a good impact, but uh, he's never really going to be a scorer. It's a guy that really initiates offense. So, um, guy you can help off of. So, in the playoffs, some sometimes those one way players get a little uh, minimalized. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what that uh, that holds up, or if, or if he stays with the franchise even. It's not the worst contract to be able to move um, in deals going forward there. All right, Yusef Nurkic, uh, he also resigns with the Blazers on a four-year deal worth $70 million. So same thing for him, man. As I mentioned earlier for, uh, for Brogdon, if he's on the court, he's making an impact. Uh, he's just had a lot of foot-ankle problems and, um, and uh, a couple other injuries that he's picked up the last few seasons. So when they get that big man on the court, he's pretty nice. But um, just, uh, just got to stay healthy. That's it. About it. Knicks re-signed Mitchell Robinson to a four-year, $60 million deal. Uh, let's see, the Milwaukee Bucks bring back Bobby Portis on a four-year, $49 million contract. 
lot of people said he could have got a lot more money than he did, but uh, Bobby, he's trying to stick around and get some chips. He's already got one so far, so he's a hell of a role player and uh, real fiery dude. Uh, yeah, don't don't start fights with Bobby Portis. <laughs> it's been uh, reportedly uh, it's gone bad for other people. All right, um, let's see. Detroit Pistons they signed Marvin Bagley to a three year, thirty seven million dollar contract. People were saying like, God damn, that's a too much money for Marvin Bagley is the opposite of what uh, they said about Bobby Portis. But, uh, hey, get your money. Get your money, Bags. Get your money. Um, wash out for Sacramento. And I know they probably wouldn't be affording that shit for him. But, hey, do you, do you Detroit, do you? Uh, Raptors, they signed Chris Boucher to a three-year, $35.25 million contract. I think it's pretty decent. It's pretty decent for solid, solid uh, lanky forward. Uh, P.J. Tucker, he got a three-year, $33 million deal with the 76ers. So he's one of the veterans who was able to come over because Harden said, here you go, I will give you some money to work with. So so there you go. Uh, we'll see if P.J. Tucker is able to be the ultimate difference for uh, the 76ers this next season. Uh, hell of a two-way guy. We'll see what he's got left in the tank because he's going to be like over 40 by the time this end, this deal ends. So, that I mean, that's the, that's the one thing. It's weird with PJ because there's like a lot of players who like as they get older you can definitely see like a physical decline. But like with him, he hasn't lost too much for like what he does out there on the court. Um, physical, bulky wing who can step down and be a small ball forward and you know defend everybody like hell. I mean, he's still he's still out there doing doing his uh, usual uh, usual thing. So three years, thirty three million dollars for PJ. Trailblazers, they signed Gary Payton II to a three-year, $28 million contract. So Warriors lose a casualty to uh, free agency. And uh, uh, a lot of Warrior fans were, were sad to see him go. He played a very, very big part in uh, what they're able to do this last playoff run. Um, kind of crazy. He was really, really a menace on defense there against Boston uh, in the finals, man. He... He missed some time, had that crazy fall on his elbow, and uh, congrats to him. He was able to come back and make a huge impact. He made that money. So a uh, three-year, $28 million contract, which I guess for the Warriors was a little too expensive for them, uh, considering I guess he was like their fourth or fifth guard, but did make a big impact this last year. So, so I mean, uh, people are going to be mad. They're going to be mad he's gone. Um, Glove Jr. Glove Jr. Who else? Who else? Who else? So speaking of the Warriors, uh, they did re-sign Kevon Looney, so they were able to keep their ba their big man. Uh, he re-signs with the Warriors for a three-year, twenty-five million dollar deal. So I don't think that's too bad. Um, he's had a couple seasons where he's been injured, but like if if he's uh, if he's out there, he's usually out there for a while. So I know this last season, I think he played every single game of the season. So uh, he's been been pretty durable recently in the last like two three seasons so congrats to Kavon he got some money and uh, he's gonna get a chance to keep playing out there in the bay with the couple couple legends out there so congrats to him um he's really found a niche and found his role and uh with the Warriors ever since he got drafted because uh um yeah he's kind of slid into that big man rebounder defense you know match up with the centers kind of uh kind of position so he's been he's been uh he's been able to come in and integrate himself with uh with the Warriors these last couple of seasons and uh yeah now he gets a little contract there you go there you go Dallas Mavericks they get JaVale McGee on a three-year 20.1 million dollar contract 
good uh, solid rotation big man there, lob threat. I think he had a pretty good season there with Phoenix. So uh, three years to see uh, see what he does in Dallas. Uh, let's see. The Heat get Caleb Martin to return on a three-year, $20.5 million deal. Um, let's see. Cavs sign Ricky Rubio to a three-year, $18.4 million deal. So he goes back on the team uh, after he tore his ACL and then uh, got traded last year. So he's back in Cleveland. So no love lost. Uh, <laughs> we're still cool. We're still cool. The Clippers signed Amir Coffey to a three-year, $11 million deal. Um, Grizzlies signed Tyus Jones, two-year, $3 million. Magic signed Gary Harris, two-year, 66. Clippers get Nick Batum, two-year, 22. That's not bad. Um, Batum, man, salty veteran, still doing it. Uh, Magic signed Mo Bamba to a two-year, $21 million contract. All right, prove it, prove it, Mo. Um, <laughs> I had this discussion on a stream the other day. It's like, man, out of all the players that have like a like a dope song that's named after them, I think Mo Bamba might have been. <laughs> And the one who hasn't lived up to the hype the most. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, see what he does in this, this short-term deal. Uh, let's see. Next, get Nets signed Nick Klax into a two-year $20 million contract. So he returns to the team. Uh, Malik Monk joins Sacramento on a two-year $19 million deal. I, I, don't, I don't mind that. I like Malik. He had a good uh, resurgent year with the Lakers last season. So I got to watch one of those Laker games. He still got some bunnies in him, man. The dude can jump. So um, he put up some good, some decent numbers. But we'll see what happens up in Sacramento. Welcome up to Sac there. Um, T-Wolves get Kyle Anderson, uh, formerly of Memphis, to a two-year, $18 million contract. So, um, yeah, T-Wolves and, and the Grizzlies were getting into this last playoffs, and now uh, he switched the sides. He's on over to Minnesota. Let's see. New York Knicks signed uh, Isaiah Hartenstein to a two-year, $16 million contract. Solid big man from uh, he was on the Clippers last. Uh, saw him play last year too. Uh, put up put up some good numbers. Um, decent time. Uh, Net signed Patty Mills to two year fourteen point five million dollar contract. And uh, let's see how many more we got here. <laughs> Clippers get John Wall two years thirteen point two. Warriors get Dante Divincenzo two years point two point nine nine point three. Excuse me. Raptors get Otto Fodor on two a two year deal. Bulls get Andre Drummond on a two-year, $6.6 million deal. Oh, yeah, Otto Porter also on the Warriors. He's no longer, no longer there. The Bulls get Derrick Jones on two years, $6.6 million. Uh, Pistons get Kevin Knox on a two-year, $6 million. Bucks get Javon Carter, two years, six four point six. Victor Oladipo, former All-Star, he gets a uh, one-year, $11 million deal with the Heat. So, I know injury is a problem for him. He can be a wild card. Um, we'll see what happens. Bucks get Joe Ingles on a one-year $6.5 million contract. Very big pickup there for Milwaukee. I think Ingles might be, like, the perfect addition for that team. Um, I felt like they were, like, one wing away from being able to, to do some things. Obviously, they were, didn't have Middleton. He might just be the guy that they need to be there, ultimately. But uh, if Ingles is able to come back, um, work his way back uh, to health, because he had, like, I think uh, – he had an ACL or an Achilles tear. He had a really bad injury that happened to him last season. So he's not going to come back until the middle of the year. So um, if he's healthy, he could be really, really, really good piece for them. Lakers signed Lonnie Walker, the fourth to one year, $6.5 million contract. Some people scratching their heads going like, really? He's a clutch uh, guy. <laughs> so team clutch. Hey, they get another signing. There you go. 
Um, also, Juan Toscano Anderson got signed to the Lakers on a one-year deal, so he's coming here to L.A. Another player who uh, uh, played on the Warriors. Um, we'll see if he gets more rotation time down in La La Land. Um, let's see. Wes Matthews uh, is coming back on a one-year deal for the Bucks. Uh, let's see. Goran Dragic joining the Bulls on a one-year $2.9 million contract. Oh, that was kind of interesting. Uh Dragic kind of was like real prissy about not playing in Toronto. I'm like, what makes Chicago that much of a different proposition? But I don't know. They were both, at the end of the year, both kind of the same uh, ranking there. Toronto has, in my opinion, a better future too. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, he did get to play with the Nets. But like even with the Nets, like this fit that was there was never the best. So I don't know. I don't know, Maine. I don't know, Maine. Um, what else going on? Did I make? T.J. Warren going to the Nets, one-year deal. Jaron Jackson. Oh, no. And then that's it. That's it. That's it. T.J. Warren going to the Nets. That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm not going to report on any more goddamn NBA contracts. I'm sorry. Sorry if you had to skip through this shit. Um, <laughs> we're powering through. There's a lot of other stories I want to talk about, dude. A lot of shit. A lot of shit, man. This might be a long one. Um, injury news. Jaron Jackson out four to six months after undergoing foot surgery. Um. So, Grizzlies big man. Looks like he's going to be missing some time there. We'll see if he gets healthy by the beginning of the season. Uh, Miles Bridges of the Hornets uh, reportedly facing felony domestic violence charges after the arrest on eve of free agency. Uh, he has now officially been charged. Um, sad story to hear. And it looks like he's probably going to be a free agent for a second there as this legal matters get sorted out. So, ah, that sucks. That sucks for the victims involved. And, uh... Yeah, man. Never want to hear on those those stories, but fuck, fuck, dude, that's yeah. Way to way to mess up that bag there, man. Fucking not making smart life decisions. And even free agency too. That news came out. I wonder if they were holding on to that too, just to make it a little spicier that drop once it hit. Um, see. All right, let's switch sports, man. Let's talk. Let's talk some baseball shit. You know what I'm saying? All Star Game is uh is coming up, and uh. Dude, we're at the halfway point, so let's let's talk some fucking baseball, man. Um, I don't even want to talk about like baseball, really. I just want to talk about fighting in baseball, because <laughs> like there was a brawl that happened a, uh, a couple weeks ago that was pretty wild. On uh, June the twenty sixth, there was a fight that happened between the Mariners and the Angels down here in Anaheim, and uh, shit was popping off. People were running and yelling and shit, and uh, this was like some carryover from some 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 throws that were like head like uh, pretty high. Close to Mike Trout's head the night prior. Um, these teams also, a member of the Angels threw at Justin Umpton and hit him in the head. I don't think that was intentional, but he hit him in the head like a week prior to that at another series that they had a uh, game between them, or like two weeks two weeks prior, something like that. And uh, so these teams had like some history going back and forth. Uh, Jesse Winker was a batter, and he... So th- check this out. It was a crazy situation. So like first off, they... Uh, the Angels manager got pissed off from the night before. So, like, there was a schedule starter, and then they removed the schedule starter, and they put in an opener, so, like, a relief pitcher, right? So the relief pitcher comes in. He, uh, he I think he threw at one batter, or he hit one batter in the first inning, got through the inning, gets to the second inning, and ends up uh, hitting another batter. And then when that happens, Winker, who's a batter at the time, he, he starts t- John at the Angels dugout, like, hey, man, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, they kind of knew. You, like, you took the starter out, and you put this guy in. Like, he knew he was, you were going to sacrifice him until he gets tossed. And then 
bring the starter in as like your normal plan. So like everyone knew what the deal was. They knew what time it was. They knew what was going on. But uh, <laughs> Angels had to defend their guys, so they all run out and they start yelling and screaming. And it's like dugout on dugout. And there's like a brawl that happens like kind of behind home plate area, kind of towards like the angel side on the third base side. And so like the, there's a skirmish and people are fighting, people are falling over and stuff, and you don't know what's going on. People are, people are grabbing onto each other, people are holding each other back, and and yeah. So I highly recommend going to John Boy Media and watching the the 15 minute breakdown video on this because it was pretty epic and there was some hilarious moments in that thing. Um, Dude, it is kind of crazy to watch old man try to fight young dudes. It's <laughs> like, this is a baseball teams. Like, their managers and the coaches wear the same uniforms as the players. So sometimes guys will charge another guy. They don't know who they're attacking necessarily. They just know they got on the wrong colors. So <laughs> there's a couple scenes where, like, the old guys are hanging on to, like, the young dudes. And, like, the young guys are, like, knocking the old dudes over and shit. And you're like, God damn it, man. Wild. Um the pitcher for the Angels, Archie Bradley, he tries to climb the uh, the railing on the dugout, and he trips over it and face plants and immediately eats shit. Like, uh, <laughs> and he's the first casualty of the whole fight. And uh, I think he people were like, getting, he might have got tramp, trampled on like in that area right there. He was he felt like kind of where like the mob was at right there. And uh, <laughs> yo, it. Sucks. It's, it sucked for him. It was embarrassing, obviously. But what really sucked is he also got injured. He like broke his elbow. He like had a, a fracture in his elbow, and uh, it's gonna miss like four to six weeks. He's gonna miss like two months worth of the season now because he <laughs> fell and injured himself there. So that sucks for him, man. Um, yeah, to add injury to insult, man. Fuck, bro. Uh, he was like pitching pretty well for the team prior to that to that injury, so. Goddamn. So he was a casualty. Uh, I saw that the Mariners manager, he came out and he got tramped. Like, he ate shit. <laughs> like, as soon as, like, the first, like, skirmish of him, like, trying to make contact, he, like, immediately, like, immediately came down. <laughs> like, uh, gravity was not kind to him. Um, I'm blinking on his name. Uh, let's see. Mariners. Is uh, Scott Cervase. <laughs> And Cervase was coming out, and he was heated, but uh, didn't quite make it. And then he, when he got up, he was all shaken up and, like, all, like, like <laughs> hands on the knees, like, a lot of deep breaths, <laughs> a lot of second-guessing his life choices. Um, Shohei Otani apparently was, like, getting held back by the Japanese instructor. <laughs> um, Mike Trout was helping up Justin Upton because he got, uh, he fell over in the pile. And uh, they were teammates with the Angels a couple seasons ago, so he was cool with him. So that was the moment they highlighted there. Um, then they handed out the suspensions. And, like, the funniest thing to me about, like, all the suspensions is that one of the guys that got suspended was, like, the Spanish interpreter for the Angels. <laughs> like, everybody was out there on the field doing shit, man. It was crazy. Um you, I, I've just been talking about this on stage, but dude, you got to know that there's like a couple Dominican guys on the team who might not have like really, really good English who are probably like praying to God that they don't get asked to go to the podium in the post game and uh, have somebody else try to translate for them and shit. And dude, 
sweating bullets, bro. That was probably a long three days uh, for those guys there. Um, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, if the Japanese interpreter would have gotten suspended somehow, man. <laughs> and ain't nobody asking Shohei any questions. I mean, if it's Spanish, they might be able to figure out. It out and get us quick translation uh, after they record the film, film or whatever. But uh, <laughs> yeah, good luck. I don't know. <laughs> good luck. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's prejudice. <laughs> Maybe there's enough Japanese speakers in LA <laughs> that are into baseball that are like, yeah, I'll offer my services for the day. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. He's Japanese Babe Ruth. There might as well be. Um, fly somebody in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'd find somebody that much as that guy makes. That's always what happens, though. There was a, that's always a thing with like the major league uh, uh, clubhouses. There was there was like a little bit of a friction sometimes when they would bring in like Japanese and Korean play, players, and they would have an interpreter, and they'd have but like they wouldn't bring in an interpreter, and there's like twelve Dominican and the Puerto Rican and Mexican dudes on the team, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, you're just gonna let us fend for ourselves and figure this shit out? Like this guy, you're giving him like every. Ichiro never did a press conference in English in his whole career. Like he didn't like he's giving him. A, I don't know. I don't know. Make it easy for everybody. If you're gonna do, won't do for everybody. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh man, dude, there was so many cringeworthy just interviews with ball players with couldn't speak any English and stuff in early 2000s. And like, I'm glad there's now a lot more better translators and whatnot helping them teams out and Spanish broadcasts and, and all that stuff too. Cause it's like, they had like the way some of the English media would have portrayed some of these guys and made them look like they're just brain dead. But like, like dude, like there's no language barrier is like a big thing. So yeah, man, <laughs> there was a, was a big controversy of that with the giants and like uh, some of their broadcasters and comments they said back in the day. I remember it was, uh, but um, yeah, man, you don't do it for one person. Do it for everybody. Do it for everybody, man. <laughs> All right. All right. But yeah, that was a crazy brawl. Um, let's talk about non-brawl in Don't Be News. Because um, why not? Uh, let's see. Yeah, a lot of crazy shit happened in baseball. If you're into this, the statistics game, uh, Christian Javier pitched seven innings. Nectar Neres and Ryan Presley throw a combined no-hitter for the Astros at Yankee Stadium on June the 25th. Um, let's see. Astros also had another rare feat. They had starting pitcher Luis Garcia and relief pitcher Phil Mayton. Uh, they threw two immaculate innings versus the Rangers on June the 15th. That is the first time a team has had two immaculate innings in a game ever. It was also against the same three hitters, Nathaniel Lowe, Ezekiel Duran, and Brad Miller. This is pretty crazy. It's pretty immaculate inning. You throw... Three pitches out, three pitches strike out, three pitches strike out. So it's like super rare to do that. You you threw a nine pitch inning. Like that is, anytime that happens, it's like fucking crazy. <laughs> and the fact that it happened twice in the same game and to the same three batters is like kind of like wow, that shit kind of shit. So really never seen it. Um. You, you know, as long as baseball's been going on, you think you'd see everything. You know, that's always a thing. That's that's always the thing of how they sell baseball. It's like, you know, for 137 years, you think you'd see everything, but not today. <laughs> Something new. All right. 
Don't ask me then. Um, let's see. Miles Miklas was one out and one strike away from a no-hitter on June the 14th versus the Pirates. Uh, rookie Cal Mitchell broke it up and is only at bat. Um, who was that for? Not familiar with this guy, Mike. Who do you play for? Nicolas? Yeah, Cardinals. Nicholas. Blizzard King. <laughs> His nickname. Nice. Nice. All right. One out of way. Almost there. Almost there, buddy. Almost there. The Dodgers, Tyler Anderson, he lost a no-hitter in the ninth inning on a triple from Shohei Otani on June the 15th. So another very close one. Uh, let's see. We got some cycles here. Austin Hayes, he's the sixth Orioles player to hit for a cycle, fourth hitter this season to do it. He did it in the six innings due to rain delay on June the 22nd. So that's pretty badass. He didn't even need the full game to do it. Um, congrats to Austin Hayes. Uh, Cardinals Nolan Arenado, he gets his second career cycle on June the 1st. He had more hits than the rest of the team combined. He had, there, there are now five cycles hit in under two months, and that's the most ever before the 4th of July. So, never seen it, MLB stat. Woo, woo, woo. Um, let's see. Talk about somebody you've never seen before. Shohei Otani, man. He's had some crazy moments this season. He, uh... A couple weeks ago, he had an 8-RBI night, and then he had 13 strikeouts the next night on the mound versus the Royals. So that was June 22nd. That was, that was pretty wild. I saw a stat that happened recently. He has his last four starts. He hasn't allowed an earned run. Like, bruh. <laughs> like, like, over four complete, like, not complete starts, complete games, but, like, he had no earned runs. I think it was, like, seven innings pitched and, like, 10-plus strikeouts in four games in a row. So it was some, some wild stats that he's doing. Like, his ERA just dropped, like, a full run over the last, yeah, last go, four go-rounds on the mound. So, yeah, that dude is a beast. I know he made the All-Star get team today. We can, I'll go over the, the, the lineups there. I know uh, Jack Peterson made it there for the, uh, for the Giants. Um, a couple other news and notes. Um... Yeah, fortunately for the Angels, they haven't been winning, I guess, as much as they anticipated at the beginning of the year. They did have a managerial change. Uh, Joe Madden, he got fired as they were in the middle of a 14-game losing streak. He got fired after 12 of those games. So, uh, um, yeah, that's the, uh, um, that's the reason why this guy, Phil Nevin, is now the manager for the Angels. And Phil was the guy who was orchestrating all the shit with the uh, – Throwing at pitchers' heads and all that stuff. So, uh, so uh, yeah, man. <laughs> kind of wild. Kind of wild. Um, let's see. Pitcher Mark Apple makes his first big league appearance with the Philadelphia Phillies on June the 29th. It was nine years after being drafted number one overall uh, in that year's draft. The longest ever to reach the majors. So, 2000. What is this? 13 draft, damn, number one overall pick. Finally did it, finally reached the majors. Congrats, congrats to Mark. That is a long journey to make it up there. That's MLB players, like the, their career arcs and the journeys are freaking insane. And hats off to anybody who does that as a profession. It's fucking brutal. Um, sometimes it's years of toiling away and just, you know, keep working at it, going, moving up and down, minors, 
just to get a chance, just to get a chance. So, congrats, man. Congrats. Couple, let's see. Trade got the Giants got Willie Calhoun from the Rangers for Steven Duggar on June the twenty third. Couple players got placed on the injured list. Bryce Harper he got uh, hit in the thumb on a hit by pitch from Blake Snell on June the twenty fifth. He was very vocal about it afterwards. Harper had already been dealing with a uh, uh, I think he has a UCL strain or tear in his arm, so he can't even throw. He's only been DHing uh, pretty much all season. Still putting the team on his back. He made the all-star team as a DH. Um, and then he got hit by that pitch in, in the hand. Hit, broke his thumb. And he's been out. And so now he's not going to play in the all-star game. So uh, it's real unfortunate news, man. It's, uh, it's like their best player. And like their superstar. And they kind of need that guy. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how long he's out there. Um, he's out. See when he goes back. Walker Buehler of the Dodgers, he got shut down at least six to eight weeks with a non-surgical elbow strain on June the 11th, about a month ago. So he's got about, I guess, another month or so before he's going to come back to pitch. So he was a big, big part of the rotation for the Giants. Fernando Tatis, he was a big part of the future for the Padres. Not expected back until this month because of a slow healing injury of his left wrist that occurred during the offseason. Let's see. Let's see where Fernando's at right now. That I'm. I remember reading that. Uh, that news about three weeks ago. So let's see here. Padres. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr.'s wrist injury recovery timeline moved back after CT scan. That's not a good news. Um, so he got a CT scan on Monday. Did not reveal the level of healing the Padres hoped. Um. Yeah. He's still a problem. Still a problem for him. Hell of a player when he's out there, so I don't know if he's gonna make it back this year or not. That doesn't sound too too good for him, so Yeah. Alright. Well uh looks like Machado is gonna be the lead in the wave there for the Padres. They're still having a pretty decent season here. Uh let's see. Braves, Ozzy Albies, he's on the 60-day injury list as of June 13th with a fractured left foot. So I think he's got another mm, little over a month uh, left on that before he can come back. Um, oh, this is one of the guys who was in the brawl. This guy, uh, freaking Anthony Rendon, he was uh, he went underground season ending wrist surgery. And this is now three seasons with the Angels. He hasn't appeared in over 60 games in either of them. So he was always hurt, man. It's wild, wild shit. So, so he's doing his thing. Um, he was in the fight. He was involved in the brawl, dude. He had the he had like the cast over his wrist for the surgery, and a player came at him, and he just like put his hand right in his face, just like that, <laughs> and tried, like was attacking him with his left hand to try to protect his broken wrist. It's like, what are you doing out there, bro? Freaking crazy. He had surgery the day before that shit happened. It was kind of wild. Uh, Giants pitcher Anthony Discalfani is having season-ending ankle and surgery on July 12th. Uh, Giants uh, claimed Yermin Mercedes off the waivers from the White Sox. So he was celebrating that. Just got uh, integrated to the team recently. So I know he's been, he's been playing. So hope he does well. 
The Yankees and Aaron Judge, they avoid arbitration hearing with a $19 million deal for this particular season. So it's still a question mark as to what's going to happen for the future, if he's going to sign and have that big contract uh, with the Yankees. So um, best of luck, best of luck. Um, Juan Soto, he turned down the Nats' second mega offer. Apparently this offer was exceeding $350 million. I think it was like a nine-year deal. So this is a massive number. I know that there's like some question marks um, in like the how the team's gonna be managed. Apparently, the team might be up for sale at some time in the near future. So um, it's interesting that Soto's turning that deal down. I mean, god damn, how much does he want? That's so much money. I understand it's over a lot of years, but like, I don't know. Guys back in the day, they would take the years over like the year per year number of what you can make, but. I don't know. Some guys are a little bit more bold with uh, taking shorter link contracts and figuring it out from there. So we'll see what happens. Um, some off the field news here for baseball. Oakland police are investigating celebratory gunfire at the A's game on July 4th. Um, apparently four fans were hit by bullet fragments in the ballpark. I think there was like some people just shooting guns in the neighborhood and nearby and people went to get shot and hit. Uh, in the Coliseum, man. So, like, that's crazy. That's wild, too, because, like, nobody been coming to the games all year, man. I know it was 4th of July. They had a bigger attendance. But, like, st still, dude, that's fucking crazy. You want to discourage fans to keep coming to the ballpark? You have them show up and get fucking bullet wounds, dude. Like, that is, yo, that is the most Oakland shit of all time, bro. Like, come to the ballpark, you see a game, you see fireworks, and then there's, wow, there's other fireworks. Like, what the fuck, bro? Mm. Crazy, crazy. We dodging tags? No, we dodging bullets out here, bro. Like, what the hell is happening? Ah, shit. I mean, there was a team called the Colt 45, so I mean, hey, maybe appropriate there. But fuck, bro, fuck. Um, apparently they're okay. Apparently everyone's all right, so that's good news. So like, I don't have to report anything more tragic. No more, more, no more shootings. No more fucking shootings going on, man. Every time we're here, we're talking saying T's and P's, man. It's crazy, man. Uh, let's see the World Baseball Classic that's gonna take place March 2023 in Tokyo, Japan, Taichung, Taiwan, um, Phoenix, and Miami. Those are the four cities that are gonna be hosting uh, the World Baseball Classic. So next year, March 2023, we'll have some entertainment there. All right. Um, it was always dope when you got like the uh, the Japanese Korean fans, and then you got like the Dominican and the Puerto Rican fans, and like. Oh, they go crazy. They go so dumb. They so they go so wild. That's so <laughs> they be chanting, dancing, doing all that thing, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy shit. Um, yeah. So All Star Game, the that's coming up. We're uh, might as well give some love to some people who made the team. I'll give you that information very shortly. Here are the All Stars, All Star starters. They just announced them today. Give me the list, damn it. Wilson Contreras, catcher for the NL for the Cubs. Alejandro Kirk for the Toronto Blue Jays at first. Oh, no, excuse me, at uh, catcher for AL. This is going back and forth, all right. First base in the NL is Paul Goldschmidt. In the AL is Vlad Guerrero, much deserved. Second base, Chaz, Jazz Chisholm. I always, always call him Chaz Chisholm. <laughs> I gotta get that mixed up. My bad, Jazz. My bad. Um, 
Chisholm misses first first All Star appearance at second base for the Miami Marlins. Uh, in the AL, Jose Altuve, that man is there every season. Uh, third base goes to Manny Machado in the NL, and Rafael Devers in the AL. So, um, all Red Sox fans, they happy for him. Uh, damn, Jose Ramirez was ahead of him, and then Devers passed him. Dude, Boston fans, they showed out. They showed out. Let's see. In shortstop, we got Trey Turney in the NL and Tim Anderson, first timer in the AL. So for White Sox. Bryce Hopper was going to be the DH in the NL. It's not, it looks like he's going to be uh, sidelined because he thumb, thumb's messed up. So it looks like William Contreras from Atlanta is going to be taking his spot. Shohei Otani, he's going to be the DH in the American League, and that is his second All-Star game appearance. So, so yeah, back in the game. The outfield, we got Ronald Acuna Jr. in the NL, uh, Jock Peterson, and Mookie Betts. So congrats to Jock Peterson, new giant this year. He's had a very, very good start to the season. Um, yeah, man. He's the first Giants outfielder to win an all-star fan election since Melky Cabrera in 2012, so it's been a while. Um, yeah, he's got 70 homers this year so far, 72 games. That's not bad. That's not bad. I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, Mookie, obviously Mookie's ridiculous. Um, let's see, AL outfield is Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, and Giancarlo Stanton. So you got two Yankees in there, and in uh, Judge. So we'll announce everybody else later. But yeah, that's what we got so far. So uh, so yeah, Giants got one in there. That's fucking dope. That's fucking dope. Uh, what else? What else we talking about? I think that's all the baseball news we gotta talk about. We're gonna change we're gonna change gears. Um got some NFL offseason news and notes. It never stops with the league. It never fucking stops. I guess semi related. Kind of cool story here. Uh Philadelphia wide receiver Devon Allen. He ran the third fastest 110 meter hurdles ever. Ever in recorded history. He had a time of twelve point eight four. Um, so yeah, this is a track guy who last played football at Oregon in 2016. He's on the Eagles now and, uh, boy can run. Uh, homie is also what? <laughs> so he was very, uh, he's making, uh, uh, some, some waves on Leonard, on the internet when uh, the results came in that this dude had the third fastest time of all time, dude, that dude can book it. And so, um, shout out to, to Devin Allen, um, for Crazy good performance there. I think that was in like some Olympic qualifiers or nationals or something. I can't remember what it what the hell it was. Um, man can run. Man can fly. Let's see if he can catch football. Um, let's see what else. What else happening? Got some more contract news going down. Rams getting Cooper Cup at three year extension worth eighty million, seventy five guaranteed, highest ever for a wide receiver. I might add, he'll earn one hundred and ten million over the next. Five years because that is a three-year extension on top of what the money he's already making there. So looks like he's going to be staying in LA for the time being. Uh, another wide receiver, Commanders Terry McLaurin, scary Terry. He's got a three-year extension worth up to twenty at seventy-one mil. Twenty-eight million dollars signing bonus is the largest ever for a wide receiver. So congrats, Terry. Uh, let's see. Steelers gave Minka Fitzpatrick a record four-year extension worth eighteen point four per season. He's now the highest-paid safety in league history. That is, if he makes all of his money, 18.4 times 4. So that's 73.6 million if he plays it out the contract. So 
Uh, hope you hope you make it there, Minka. Raiders resign Hunter Renfro to a two-year deal reportedly uh, for thirty-two million dollars. So has sixteen million a year for Hunter Renfro. Bruh, bruh, congrats, dog. Congrats, you fucking earned it. Um, was he a third, fourth round pick? Who's just crappy little white dude who just is crazy good at running routes and uh, has good in the hands, and that's what you need, and that's what he's gotten. So he's been producing. So. Uh, what do they call him? The slot machine. So keep doing your shit, Renfro. Uh, third and Renfro. Let's go. Uh, let's see. There's reports that the Raiders might be, and the Vikings are interested in Indomitian Sue. I wonder, has he signed anywhere? Let's check it out. Indomitian Sue. Indomitian Sue. Uh, Nope, I don't think we have any news yet. That was like two weeks ago. They said that the Raiders are still interested in him. So we'll see. We'll see where he goes. Says he wants to continue continue playing. Um, whatever. Um, let's see. Oh, big trade, big trade, big trade. Baker Mayfield, uh, the disgruntled quarterback formerly of the Cleveland Browns, has been moved. He's finally been moved. He's now going to the Carolina Panthers for a conditional fifth rounder in 2024. So not this year, next year's draft, but the one after. And uh, that is a very low price to pay for a guy who was a number one overall quarterback, guy who won playoff games, has had some success as quarterback in the league. understand he's been injured at times. But like, man, that's that's pretty, cr- dude. Like fifth rounder, that's so low. That's like so little. That's so little for for a guy of his caliber, in my opinion. But wild, wild, wild. So Panthers, I guess the the terrible quarterback carousel just keeps on spinning around, keeps on spinning. Just bring in another guy. So see what happens with them. Uh, we already know what's going on with Cleveland and their craziness going on with Deshaun Watson and dealing with that shit. So um, yeah, apparently. He's only going to be making $5 million this season. So, again, the quarterback potentially starter who's making very little money. So, that's not bad. It's not bad. Not a bad deal for uh, the Panthers side of things. So, so hopefully he gets that shoulder in, um, injury all taken care of and can come back at full strength for the season. We'll see. Um, I know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Darnold is probably not too happy about this. So. Will there be a quarterback competition? Are they just going to give it to Baker? I don't fucking know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Rob Gronkowski, he announced his retirement after 11 seasons and four Super Bowl championships, three with the Pats and one with the Buccaneers. So it looks like he's no longer going to play. This is his second time retiring. Congratulations. Enjoy retirement, Gronk. Um, I know the last one was a little short-lived. He got a chance to do some wrestling and some crazy stuff, go on party boats and whatnot. So let's see if he does it again with his brothers. I don't know. I don't know. They got more partying left in them. Are they all partied out? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> let's see. Um, all right, big news for the Raiders. They hire Sandra Douglas Morgan as the NFL's first black female president. Um, well, congrats to Sandra. Um, hope you do well in your position. You know, the Raiders front office has had a big, a lot of upheaval and a lot of craziness, a lot of allegations that have been happening um, in the last year or so. A lot of members have either resigned or have, have, uh, have uh, been fired or let go or what have you. So um, 
people have been leaving there for various amount of reasons. So hopefully Sandra can come in and, and have a, um, a good clean slate there. Um, she, uh, prior to joining the Raiders, she was the chairwoman of the Nevada Gaming Control Board and was also the vice chair of the L.A. Super Bowl hosting committee. So I'm assuming that they had some um, contact and some interaction exposure to her throughout the discussions with uh, bringing the team in and then also bringing the uh, Super Bowl to the uh, to Vegas next season. So uh, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes, man. We'll see how that goes. It's been been crazy. A lot of craziness since the Gruden uh, era has ended there for the Raiders, man. Um, I would like to mention that this goes on the good side for the Raiders in terms of being on um, uh, the right side of equality there for people and giving chances to people regardless of your gender, race, whatever, religion, whatever, whatever you believe in, all that stuff. You can do the job. You get a chance to uh, work for the Raiders there. Um, you do it at an ex with to excellence, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Hasn't always been great. Hasn't always been great recently. Fucking Gruden threw a goddamn wrench in that whole problem there. So, God damn it. All right. We move on. We move on. Uh, looks like the Broncos, they're finally going to be sold here to the Walton Penner family. They're buying the franchise for reported $4.65 billion. Now, that is the Walton family from Walmart fame. So, they got Walmart money, got them the Broncos, man. Crazy. $4.65 billion is a new record for any professional franchise in U.S. history. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? Fucking wild. That is so much money, man. Yeah, the Broncos there. I mean, they got a new quarterback. You got a new owner. I mean, they got to be feeling pretty good about themselves. I hope they still do poorly this season, but you never know. You never know. That's just me being biased and being a Raider fan. So like you know what team you know what team you're repping. Um you, you know the fucking vibes. Of course, of course. Uh let's see. What are the news we got? Uh got some wild news in the NFL. Saints, Marcus Davenport, defensive lineman, has uh, part of his left pinky amputated. Uh, he broke a plate from prior surgery that had gotten infected. It, he first heard it his junior year in college in 2016, and apparently it was giving him problems, so he dislocated part of his pinky, man. That's, uh, that's some, like, legendary NFL-type shit to do. <laughs> like, uh, that's pretty wild. I know um, the most legendary story about that is with, uh, um, oh, my gosh, why am I blanking? Uh, Ronnie Lott for the Niners. Uh, badass dude. So apparently he had broken his pinky, and they told him like you can get surgery on it, and you'll miss some games, and it'll take a like a few months to heal. Um, or you can just have it amputated, and you can just go out and play the next week. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm fucking playing, <laughs> and so uh, yeah, they amputated part of his finger, and that's what he did. And so, hey, props to the guy who put his team above his own health, man. It's crazy, but. uh yeah, it looks like Marcus Davenport has a similar situation. That sucks, man. That's got that's to be a long, lingering issue to like get to that point where you got to get just knock that sucker down. Um, oh, man, that must have been so painful because I know he always had that shit just taped up all the time like with his glove. Um, yeah, wild, wild shit. I mean, hell, Jason Pierre-Paul still is making Pro Bowls with a finger and a half missing or whatever it is that he, he messed up. Two and a half finger, I don't know. 
mangled hand that he had because of the fireworks in- incident that he had a couple of Fourth of Julys ago. Crazy, crazy. All right, some fortunate news. I, as I mentioned before, craziness with the Deshaun Watson situation. Uh, looks like uh, there's a report that he had saw at least 66 different massage therapists over a 17-month period uh, from the fall of 2019 to the spring of 2021 in the Houston area. I don't think even think that was just exclusively Houston, but like, yo, that is a lot. This is like, he's like habitually trying to get touched up and shit. Get these massage therapists, give them happy endings, man. That is, yo, man, that, that is like repeated foul behavior. And that is, that's some, that's some wild shit, bro. Fucking Deshaun Watson, man. Like. Yeah, as a Cleveland, if you're a Cleveland Brown fan, you gotta be feeling like made a deal with the devil a little bit to like, as every detail that comes out with this stuff, you're like, damn, this guy's a fucking piece of shit that is just amazing at football, and you're just trying to, just trying to put your head down and not listen to this shit until football season happens, and then you can kind of ignore it. But it's just like, fuck, dude, that is that's intense, man. That's a lot. There was a report that he had settled 20 of his 24 lawsuits that he had alleged uh, for his alleging mixed sexual misconduct. Um, his attorney announced that on June 2nd. Uh, the lawsuit from one of 24 women who had previously sued uh, was filed against him, a new one, and it alleges that the team enabled Deshaun Watts' actions. I think there was a report that they had um, NDAs written on their own letterhead um, and provided to him to kind of help him with his legal situation to try to like get them to be hush hush prior to this becoming a a, a national news um, story. So dude, if that's, if all that is true, then it just makes the Texans look really, really, really bad for like helping them out, be a scumbag there. So um, protecting their investment, but also like, Make, letting him get away with some heinous shit there, apparently, man. That's just, that's, that sucks. That just sucks, and that's it. Uh, I, yeah. Just trying to do your job, and you got this dude whipping his dick out everywhere, man. Like, apparently, yeah. Wild. Wild stuff. Put your dick away, Deshaun. Put your dick away, okay? Oh, this was another weird one. Uh, defensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders, Jack Del Rio, Del Rio was fined $100,000 for remarks about the Capitol riots. And he eventually deleted his whole Twitter account because of this whole situation. Uh, yeah, he, he's got some particular views, some right-wing views, Jack Del Rio, uh, former head coach of uh, both the Oakland Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Defensive coordinator, but a couple other different teams, too. Um, yeah, you had to, bro, the, the whole commanders or franchise and organizations, they just got like guys that are just doing wild shit, man. $100,000. Yeah. He, I think he was like sympathizing with like the capital, capital rights. And he's just like, uh, like what, what difference does this make? Like, I don't even know. Dude, I don't even want to get into it. But yeah, so dude got fined for that shit though. It's crazy, crazy. Uh, the owner of the team, though, Dan Snyder, he got subpoenaed uh, to appear in Congress. Um, the, there's allegations that there's a shadow probe by Commander's owner. Uh, oh, like because they're doing self-investigations into the team. 
and they're not necessarily releasing all the information. So, dude, like, Congress is, like, trying to figure out, like, what the fuck's the deal because he's creating an unsafe work environment. He's got, like, crazy, there's bad, um, there's uh, legal practices that were brought up, allegations that he didn't necessarily pay the right amount of taxes or, like, uh, uh, re- like revenue generated via from ticket sales. Yeah, he didn't pay as much uh, as he should have to the other NFL teams as they split revenue that way. So there was a there was a whole bunch of different things going down, man. So crazy. So it's been it's been questionable as to whether he's going to actually appear in front of Congress. I know that uh, he was vacationing on a yacht in Europe for a while, so they couldn't serve him some papers because he wasn't in the U.S. at the time. Um, I think he said that he would, but who the fuck knows at this point? It's been it's been a few days, and still we still don't got any any news or any any movement on that story. So, man, dude, if you really want to look into it, look into Dan Snyder's ownership of of the Washington formerly football team formerly redskins now the commanders like yeah dude dude he's not it's not a it's not a clean slate let's just say that not a clean slate um more controversial shit uh owner of the chargers now that now reside in los angeles uh dean spanos also from my hometown of stockton california uh one of the richest guys that come from there dean spanos being sued by his sister d dia Allegedly, uh, he's misogynistic against her. Um, yeah, let me see. Let me see what the details are on this one. Dean Spanos. Dude. Uh, yep. Financially ruinous business. Family rebuts false charges. Uh, let's see. Dia Spanos Barbarian filed the suit Thursday in San Joaquin County Superior Court seeking sole control of the Spanos family trust that constitutes more than one-third of the Chargers' ownership. Late billionaire Alex Spanos purchased the team in 84 and his four children, including Dean and Dia, own each own 15% of the club, while the family trust owns 36%. Barbarian, therefore, is looking to control a total of 51% of the team, making her majority owner. Oh, okay. Trying to make a power move there. Uh, her lawsuit requests the court suspend and remove Dean Spanos as a co-trustee, accusing both he and brother Michael, the team's vice chairman, of operating, quote, out of their deeply held misogynistic attitudes and sense of entitlement as the men of the family, unquote. Spanos brothers, her lawsuit argues, quote, believe to their cores that regardless of what their parents intended and their wills specified, men are in charge and women should shut up, end quote. <laughs> Damn. All right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Dean Spanos, Michael Spanos, and Alexis Spanos rule. Um, they've all rebutted the claims, and it is unfortunate that our sister Dia, who clearly has no interest in continuing to participate in the family businesses, has resorted to leveling false and provocative charges in an attempt to impose her will on the rest of the family. Three of us and our children, representing more than seventy percent of the business, seventy-five percent of the business and its ownership of the business, stand united in support of our parents' and grandparents' wishes including as to the continued ownership and operation of the Chargers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, looks like... Yeah, yeah, so Spanos family, dude. There's like Stockton royalty out there. The Span- um, played against some of them in high school, some of the, some of the younger ones. Um, 
I guess the grandchildren, great grandchildren, I guess, of Alex Spanos. I don't know. I don't know. Follow the line there. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I don't, it doesn't sound like she's gonna win that shit, but like they're suing the fuck out of him. So he might be fucking misogynistic, but he, I don't think he's gonna give up ownership. That's just my snap judgment. Um, since I went to law school and I'm a scholarly <laughs> person, I don't know. Don't believe anything I say. All right, Dallas Cowboys are getting backlash for launching a partnership with the controversial pro-gun Black Rifle Coffee. I saw this happen recently, a couple of days ago. Um, in the wake of a shooting of like a, a ton of mass shootings, obviously what happened in the state of Texas itself, Uvalde people are like going off like, yo, what the fuck? You're uh, partnering with a, a coffee brand that has like flavors of coffees that are like super aggressive, like hardcore macho, like pro gun hell like type shit. So yeah, I mean, it's a, their own private business. They can name, do whatever the fuck they want to and they can support whatever the hell they want to as well. Um, and they're like a huge coffee brand in like the sponsorship game because I know they sponsor a ton of podcasts, or at least in the past, they sponsor a ton of podcasts. I've seen their ads pop up in a lot of different places. So they have a big presence online. Um, yeah, it can be very controversial considering that you just had a shooting like this last weekend in the Chicago area. So it's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. People on Twitter are pissed off. Some people were like, well, what the fuck, man? They're, they're veteran-owned. Well, you don't, you don't like supporting veterans and the, the, mil the military and all this shit, too? So now it's like, ah, people just bitching everywhere. You know how it is. You know, you know the, inter the internet, you know, like right here. Me, fucking bitching all the time. Let's see what else happening. Um... Some more news stories. Uh, we got some changes on the broadcasting booth next year. Looks like Drew Brees is not returning for NBC's NFL or Notre Dame coverage. And Jason Garrett, former coach, um, offensive coordinator for the Giants and the Dallas Cowboys, or head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, looks like he's going to replace Drew Brees on the NBC NFL broadcast. Uh, Amazon, they're going to have a Thursday night football broadcast this year. They're having uh, Richard Sherman going to join the coverage along with Tony Gonzalez. Although Richard Sherman did say he is open to having a return to the NFL, so who knows what the fuck that means. If he's going to be like broadcasting through week eight and then somebody needs to sign him and then he's just off and playing from then on there. I don't know, what, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. I know that the Pat McAfee is going to be involved in that broadcast. I know they just... Uh, they got uh, what is it? Um, I think it's get Al Michaels. I think they they got Al Michaels and they got um, uh, what's his name? Some uh, college football announcer, um, Herb Street. Does that sound right? Yeah, Amazon paying some money, getting some talent. And some unfortunate news. Um, got a report here. Couple pa a couple deaths in the football world. Uh, Jalen Ferguson of the Baltimore Ravens, he passed away at the age of 26 on June the 21st. And the very next day, we had an um, ex-NFL player uh, played on the Colts and the Ravens, D-tackle Tony Siragusa. He passed away at the age of 55 on June the 22nd. So uh, may both of them rest in peace. 
Um, also had Marlon Briscoe, who was the first black starting quarterback in the uh, American Football League in the AFL. He passed away at the age of 76. Um, he's a pioneer. He played for the Denver Broncos. He started five games for them in 1968. Uh, he later did become a Pro Bowl wide receiver for Buffalo and Miami, and he was a part of the undefeated team in 1972 as a wide receiver. So, um, yeah, it was very, very troubling times that, uh, um, to be um, a black quarterback. or It was very difficult. A lot of times they would force these really talented quarterbacks to go play another position um, or they would just kind of be blackballed out of the league. And so Briscoe, he made that decision. I mean, to become a Pro Bowl wide receiver after you've been a quarterback in another position, that's pretty impressive. It doesn't matter what era you play in. So, like, um, RIP to the aforementioned uh, players there. Got some shakeup in college football. I don't really talk college football that often, but, like, this is huge, huge, crazy big news. Um, USC and UCLA were planning to leave the Pac-12, and they're going to join the Big Ten which is in the Midwest of the country, and that conference is going to have two teams in L.A. <laughs> because money. That's basically it. Um, it's kind of a response to Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big 12, which is in kind of the Southwest area, to join the SEC. Um, as a result, Big 12 is going to bring in BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. So... I mean, the UCF, <laughs> like, the other schools make sense. UCF, though, like, that's so far away. But, uh, yeah, so the Big 12, their talks to add up to six possible teams from the Pac-12. There's a report that a merger might happen here now. I don't know. There is also Pac-12 and ACC discussing possibly having a partnership deal where they can, like, kind of have, like, code, like, conferences where they play each other i don't I, it's 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 so out of whack it's so crazy what's going on in college football like it doesn't it doesn't none of the shit makes sense it doesn't make any sense any sense whatsoever all this money all these teams just hopping ship and just going everywhere um all these conferences are signing like new deals new uh tv rights deals and yeah they're looking for that money that paycheck man it's crazy but like in a few years usc if they make the Rose Bowl, they're going to make it as a Big Ten team. That doesn't make much sense at all. It doesn't. It really doesn't, man. All right. Well, that's enough football news. That's, as I mentioned, college football. We're making it brief. We're making it brief here. Um, as we're coming up in a couple hours, we got we got a few more things to discuss. Let's talk about world soccer. Let's do it. The football, the football world. Um Biggest news in my life, I'll say Mohamed Salah signs a new contract to stay at Liverpool um, on July 1st. He's going to earn a club record 350,000 pounds a week. Not a bad gig. Definitely well-earned, and I believe he'll be able to end his uh, career as a legend for the Liverpool uh, squad. Um, man. So, yeah, he's going to... He's gonna stay around a bit. That's good. That's good news. Uh, Liverpool. They're still, uh, still adding, still adding youngsters to the squad. Though they got uh, Darwin Nunez from Benfica for a potential club record fee. Looks like it's gonna be seventy-five million euros, sixty-four million pounds up front, with about twenty-five uh, million euros, twenty-one million pounds in bonuses, uh, potentially coming. Uh, breaks the previous transfer record of seventy-five million pounds for Virgil Van Dyke in twenty eighteen. So uh, there you go. There we are. There we are. 
Um, as we have players come in, some players have to, of course, depart. Um, the biggest of which is going to be a much beloved forward, Sergio Mane. He's going over to Bayern Munich. He finally agreed to sale uh, for $32 million, uh, million euros, excuse me. Another 8 million euros in bonuses coming his way, potentially. Um, what a champion. What a winner. Six seasons with Liverpool. He won the Premier League, the FA Cup, the League Cup, Champions League, FIFA Club World Cup, and the UEFA Super Cup. So that is six different trophies that he was able to win in his time there. So, um, yeah, it's 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 uh, I don't think Liverpool's had as good of a run since the seventies, man. <laughs> They've had a, a great run these last few years, man. Uh, we'll see what what they continue with. Um, best selected Bayern Munich, obviously. Lewandowski, they got a crazy situation going on there, so they bring in Sajo. Think that he can kind of uh, fill in the gaps and and uh, provide some scoring, which I, I think he'll do well. I think he'll do well over there. But um, best of luck to you, Sajo. Best of luck. Best of luck. Um, another forward, Te- Takumi Minamino. He signs with uh, Monaco for an initial fee of fifteen million euros, uh, with three million euros in add-ons. Coming on to the Liverpool squad is Scottish teenager Calvin Ramsey. He looks like he's going to be a backup right back for about 4.2 million uh, pounds. Coming over from Aberdeen in Scotland. Uh, he made his senior club debut last March, so it looks like he might be someone for the future there. A youngster to kind of put in for rotation purposes. But we'll see what happens there with, uh, with Ramsey. Uh, Joe Gomez, he signs a new deal with Liverpool. He's going to be there for five years. Um, so a new five-year contract there for Joe Gomez, which was going to be um, – I think that was in question as to whether he was going to come back or not, considering that he's kind of now, I guess, fourth on the depth chart because he got uh, um, – uh, obviously, you got Van Dyke, You got uh, Konate, and they've been, they were starting at the end of the season. Joel Matip, I think, is the third, the first guy off the bench to come in, and then it would be Joe Gomez. Gomez can still play right back a little bit, so he might get some position time out there. But, like, you know, I guess he's just loyal to the club, man. So, congrats to, congrats to, to Joe. Be signing there. All right, let's see here. Uh, more Premier League news. Uh, Manchester United, they're kind of going through some overhaul right now. Um, yeah, United and Barcelona, they agreed to initial fee for 65 million euros. Frankie Dijon could write up to 80, but uh, Frankie Dijon going over to United, Barcelona trying to sell off some of their players. They're still trying to manage their wages and all that stuff and not, not spend as much. Um, so United bringing in some players. But the big, big bombshell is that Cristiano Ronaldo has asked to leave Manchester United just because they do not have Champions League um, play next season. They are in the Europa League. And so Ronaldo wants to play in the Champions League. And so there's a lot of rumors, speculation as to what's going to happen. Apparently, it's been reported that he's going to not ask for as much money to try to make the deal happen easier um, between teams. Manchester United has reported uh, that they do not want to sell Ronaldo, so they don't want to give him up. So it's going to be some dicey situation. They're, they're now training, I want to say, in Thailand, somewhere in Asia. They're on like a summer tour right now. And Ronaldo's not with the team, so things could get dicey. Things might be happening sooner rather than later. We'll see. We'll see. Let's see. Other news here. French 22-year-old Aurelien 
Chuameni and joins Real Madrid from AS Monaco in a deal reportedly worth up to 100 million euros. 80 plus 20 an ounce. Well, that is big, big deal there for Madrid. They're just bringing in everybody, man. Uh, one guy that they did want and they thought they were really close to getting, Erling Haaland. Um, he completed a move from uh, Dortmund over to Man City, so he's going to be there uh, in England next season. And that's, that's a huge addition to the team that already won the Premier League this last season. So um, Man City, they made some changes as a result. Um, man, they just the rich get richer, I guess, man. Fucking Holland is a beast, and he's going to the best team. So it's like gonna, yo, that's gonna be fucking. That's gonna be what a fucking problem. It's gonna be medicine. Let's see, Man City. They add former Leeds midfielder Calvin Phillips in a deal worth up to forty-five million pounds. So uh, yeah, just keep adding. They keep bolstering. Keep bolstering. Calvin Phillips. Yeah, he's uh playing a lot for the English national team, so um, I got another guy, man. So as I mentioned, they did give up, or they did bring in some players, so some of the veterans as a result have now departed. And that includes Gabriel Jesus. He reached a deal with Arsenal um, to join their team. Looks like it's going to be worth $45 million uh, million pounds. Concurrencies, man, getting to me. All right. So uh, Gabriel Jesus, a uh, very talented player, wasn't playing very much at the end of the season. Looks like he's going over to London. Um, other team in London, Chelsea, looks like they're talking. Looks like they made a deal, excuse me, for Raheem Sterling for 45 million euros. Or pounds, excuse me, pounds, pounds. So that's Raheem Sterling and Gabriel Jesus. We were like two integral members of the squad for the last like four years or so. Uh, now no longer. Um, so now they're moving over to London. Um, more news here uh, from Chelsea side. Andreas Christensen uh, ended his contract with Chelsea. He's joining Barcelona, so he's going to go on over to Spain. Um, the American midfielder Tyler Adams is going to go to Leeds. He reignites with his coach Jesse Marsh. He was previously on RB Leipzig, if I'm not mistaken. And... Scored the goal that helped them reach, the, I think, the semifinals of the Champions League two seasons ago. So, yeah. So, um, there you go, Tyler Adams. He's going to be in Leeds. We'll see what happens. Um, kind of, I guess, replacing Calvin Phillips a little bit there. So, so yeah, best of luck there. Another young U.S. Uh, player, midfielder Luca De La Torre. He joins Celta Vigo from Dutch club Heracles Almelo, which is in uh, the Eredivisie. I think that's how you say Eredivisie. Um, yeah, dude, these youngsters, these young guys. I know uh, De La Torre is only like 24, but there's so many more American players playing abroad nowadays than like ever before. So like that's 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 good good shit. That's good uh good uh omen for this new World Cup and all these new competitions in the future. So yeah, hopefully they can compete a little more. Um, more news here. Big, big players. Paul Pogba, he agrees to rejoin Juventus on a free transfer from Manchester United, which is kind of insane because they paid so much money to bring him in in the first place, and the fact that he's leaving for nothing right now is kind of like, damn, bro. Uh, not the smartest investment in the world, but hey, man, get your money. Uh, Pogba looks like, yeah, he, he really does ju love Juve. I think this is his second trip with them. Had two trips with Man U and two trips with uh, Juventus now in his career. So, 
So uh, we'll see what he does. See if he got any gas left in the leg. Speaking of any gas left in his tank, uh, Gareth Bale, former formerly of Real Madrid, he is agreeing to join LAFC on a one-year contract with an option to extend it to 18 months. Um, so yeah, it looks like he's going to be coming along and playing here in the City Angels, which is going to be crazy. Uh, also joining him at LAFC, Giorgio Chiellini, uh, former Juventus defender, um, wily veteran of uh, played with the Italian national team for for years and years. He's also joined LAFC on a free transfer from Juve. Um, Toronto FC, they got Lorenzo Insigne, uh, who signed a pre-contract in January. Uh, it looks like he's going to make over $15 million per season over here in Toronto. So the MLS, they're spending some money, man. Um, let me see. Some managerial news. Looks like PSG's uh, moving on for Mauricio Pochettino after 18 months. Uh, I know Zinedine Zidane was a favorite for the job. But let me see who who got the job. PSG manager. Cause I know that was uh, PSG. Not PSG. Oh yeah, Christophe Galtier. I think got it. Uh, yeah, they did four days ago. Yeah, they just presented him. I guess Zidane was like the favorite there, but uh, uh, Christophe Galtier. He was a uh, from uh, the manager for Nice in France. But yeah, there you go. There you go. That's the new manager. That was four days ago. Oh, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Hmm. Breaking news there. All right. Uh, good news for the U.S. Men's team qualifying for the Olympics. Uh, first time they made the Olympics since 2008. Um, Olympics are kind of weird. Their qualification and like the, it's like 23 and under. It's like a weird thing. They have like a, like two or three veteran players on the roster, and then the rest have to be youngsters. I think what it is. Um, yeah. Good job, Team USA. Dude, tons of news. This this World Cup, this next World Cup that's going on in, in Qatar this 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 winter is like it's crazy. They're apparently not selling alcohol inside the stadiums. Um apparently all the fans, uh if you're single, you can't be fucking out there. If you have sex in Qatar and they find out about it, apparently it's punishable with seven years of prison. Bruh. Like Dude, ain't nobody going to these games. Bro, like it is I don't know. Is it worth it? Is it fucking worth it? Like, or you better bring your wife. If like, if you better, if you married, like, you better, you better, you you may better get married. <laughs> Yo, but a lot of these soccer players about to get married just just for legal purposes, just to be like, dude, I can't. The whole month, I can't. I need someone. <laughs> I need somebody. I need my family. I need people there. Oh, uh, crazy. Seven years, bro. Seven years for fucking, bro. Can you imagine that? Get with the times, Cutter. Qatar. Get, get with the times, man. See freaking slave labors and shit, man. <laughs> Damn. All right, I'm getting loopy. Finish this shit off right. Um, Let's see. Big shout out to the San Jose Sharks. They hired Mike Greer, first black GM in NHL history. What up, what up, what up? Former former player, veteran. They worked in a couple different front offices prior, so congrats, congrats. Best of luck. Uh, hopefully the Sharkies can get back into the playoffs. I know they, they had a... Had a couple down seasons, so hopefully you can get back there. Um, I know the fucking Avalanche, they just won, so Denver's really happy right now. Um, they got them Stanley Cups uh, for the season. All right, let's talk some fight game, and then we'll just finish it up from there. Uh, UFC 275 and 76 happened recently. Uh, 75, we had Joanna Yerzhechek. Um 
she got backfisted into retirement for Wei Zhang, Zhang Wei Li. Um, that's a horrible way to put it, but man, uh, what a hell of a career from from uh, your Zhejek, uh from Joanna. Um, Zhang is amazing. She's a hell of a fighter in her own right. So um, yeah, that was uh, that was an entertaining battle there. Uh, Zhang comes out on top. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko won the controversial decision to keep her belt over Talia Santos. She had a head clash in the fourth. Uh, Santos' eye ended up swelling. She had a bone fra- uh, orbital fracture in her head, so like that ended up being a problem. She was able to win it at the end, but she was in deep waters there the first couple rounds. I remember watching it, and like it was, there were some people who might have you know ruled it against uh, Santos, like watching at home. Uh, and she did have a lot of ground control, but she didn't do as much damage as she needed to. I want to say. Um, in in those positions on the ground. And then uh, the, the last fight of the night, Yuri Prochaska, he won the belt over Glover Teixeira with the submission. Uh, he got the submission with 30 seconds left in the fight, which was which was kind of wild. Like, the fact that it ended that way was pretty, pretty, pretty intense, pretty crazy. So uh, he got the first belt uh, for Poland in UFC history, and he cut off his, like, crazy little doohickey hairdo thing that he had so as a result so he's he's shaving now but uh yeah Porchaska. he's uh he's on top there at a uh, light heavyweight in ufc so congrats to you congrats to you man uh we also had 276 that happened recently um in vegas that was um oh we had cowboy cerrone he was uh fight fading Facing off against Jim Miller because I think he had a. Uh, he was supposed to fight Joe Lozon last week and he ended up being pulled out due to injury, so they moved this fight in for Jim Miller. Uh, Bobby Green ended up missing that fight with with him. Miller ended up winning the fight and now he has the most wins in UFC history. So congrats to Jim Miller. Um, damn, what else happened in UFC 276? Um, let me see. Uh, Look at this lineup again. Oh yeah, that's right. The uh, we had uh, Sean O'Malley and Pedro Munoz ended up being no contest because uh, O'Malley I poked uh, Munoz and he like scratched his cornea I think, and people were saying that he was like he was lying to the and he was like bullshitting that he couldn't go, but uh, O'Malley was talking shit, <laughs> so. Um, ended, ended up being ruled a no contest. We'll see if they ever strap it up again. Munoz looked like because that had, the injury happened in the second round. It looked like he might have had won the first round. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Robbie Lawler he lost to Brian Barberena via TKO, wild knockout. Um, Alex Pereira had a really great finish against Sean Strickland. That was a a firefight. Both guys just out there willing to just throw bombs. And Pereira looks like. He's chasing after Izzy, man. Like everywhere this fool Izzy's going, he's he's coming for him, man. So he's he's uh he might be the next one, man. He might be the next one. Um, in the featherweight co-main event, we had Volkanovski. He, this man Volkanovski's like one of the goats. You gotta put him out there. The fact that he beat Max Holloway in this fashion, it was over over the second. Like people knew as soon as that gash came up, I thought it was it was gonna be. It was extremely difficult for Max to win that fight. And um, he won the decision in five rounds. Um, but the man is now what? What was this? Like 3-0 and against him? Like, come on. Like, 
come on. <laughs> I think it's over. I think all the debates is done. It's done. It's done with. But yeah. Mm. Maxi baby. Come on, dude. That sucks for him. It's going to be tough for him to ever get another championship uh, opportunity. Like the next chance it might be for him is if Volkanovski goes up uh, in weight and eventually just relinquishes the belt in that division. But um, shit, he might, he might try to run two divisions. Who the fuck knows? It's so hard to do, but he might try. Um, and then the main event of the night was uh, Israel Adesanya winning a decision five rounds over Jared Cannonier. Now, a lot of people were claiming that the fight wasn't exciting. I mean, I can kind of agree with it. There wasn't as many skirmishes and many opportunities for, like, bombs and, and uh, for Izzy to show off his striking ability. And it looked like Cannonier, every time he tried to get in there, he was getting touched up. So it's like it's like one of those things where it's like you can't, I don't know. You can't necessarily blame either side. Obviously, if you're the challenger, a lot of times they always say you got to, like, attack your opponent and be more aggressive. But, like, that's not always the case 100% of the time. If that's not your style, I can understand you not wanting to do that. Um, Cannoneer has been known to want to mix it up a little bit, but he uh, it looked like every time he tried to enter and attack uh, Izzy, Izzy just had the, the, the distance control uh, down. Um, so... Izzy ended up getting the victory again, defended the belt. It's kind of what happens sometimes if you become a champion for a long period of time. Sometimes the fights get they're not always entertaining because it's just guys know how to, like, neutralize you a bit, and it just becomes just a, you know, a war of struggle a little bit. So that kind of happened, in my opinion, there. Um, but, um, yeah, man. <laughs> I had some weird uh, bets on the line. Izzy was talking shit and said, he's like, man, I might submit him. I might win him, beat him by submission. So I was like, fuck it, let me put a couple bucks on that. And then I thought the Holloway Volkanovski, I thought, like, maybe there might might be some fireworks and something will happen and it'll end early because these guys are, like, warriors and they don't usually go out easy. So I was like, all right, well, if, if the fight doesn't end, if the fight ends before the third round begins, then I would have won a ton of money. But, oh, well. Oh well, shit happens. That's that's gambling for you. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Most of the times you lose, but like yeah, when you win, it feels good. So <laughs> that's why people do it. That's it is what it is, man. All right, other UFC news. Let's see. Let me talk about Cowboy Cerrone. Uh, Darren Tilly's out of the UFC London fight card versus Jack Hermanson on July twenty third. Chris Curtis going to step in for that one. Lauren Murphy, Misha Tater moving to UFC Long Island due to a positive COVID nineteen test uh, from from. Misha, I think it was Murphy. I can't remember. Um, it was scheduled for UFC 276, so it was supposed to happen last week. Uh, Kamar Usman is going to defend the title versus Leon Edwards at UFC 278 in August 20th in Salt Lake City. That should be something to watch for sure. Anytime Usman steps in there, um, so yeah, he's going to be fighting in Utah. Let's see, TJ Dillashaw and Aljamain Sterling. They have a title fight targeted for UFC 279 on September 10th. Um, that should be fireworks there. Um, apparently, they don't know where it's going to be. Boston, Atlanta were in consideration. I don't know what they decided there. Um, let's see. UFC News, a beat Magomed Sharipov, ended up retiring from MMA. He says, he, I don't feel the way I used to after health issues. He'd had an 18-1 and career record and looked like he was a, a rising star uh, as of like a year ago, two years ago. He was just he was on, on the come up, but... Uh, he was a menace when he was in there, man. It just sucks that he never got a chance to really make a title push because he, like, apparently these injuries are pretty bad for him. Um, 
I don't know. He was just kind of like a secluded guy. Never heard from him quite a bit. So it's uh, sad to see that he retired. Who's, who who knows? Maybe he gets healthy and he comes back to the sport. But uh, I hope you enjoy your retirement there, Zabit. I know you were uh, like one of Joe Rogan's uh, people, like favorite people to mention when he's think mentioning young guys coming up. So your name was always up there, man. Um, I know Rogan loved you. Let's see. MMA news outside of UFC. We got uh, Johnny Eblen dethroning Gegard Mousasi to capture the middleweight title at Bellator 288, 282. Excuse me. Uh, Mousasi hadn't lost since 2019. He had four fights in that time, and Eblen is now 12-0 in MMA. So there you go. There you go. Uh, Sadi Boussai stunned uh, Rory McDonald via decision to earn a PFL playoff spot. Looks like Rory still qualifies for the playoff also at welterweight, so they might meet it, match up with each other later in the PFL. Who knows? On the women's side, Kayla Harrison, she clinches her third straight PFL playoff berth with a TKO win over Caitlin Young. So, uh, so yeah, there's some uh, other organizations there. There's some action going down. Let's see here. Let's go to boxing news. Uh, Naoya Inoue destroys Nonito Donaire. He beat him in the second round of the matchup. So he's able to unify the belts at 118 pounds. Dude, this dude, uh, Inoue, is like... Freaking Mighty Mouse, bro. He's, like, got, like, just fury in his fists for being a little dude. He, this dude, like, gets some KOs at 118, man. He's, he's got some, uh, he got some, dude, that Donaire, he just put a clinic on him, man. Like, uh, yeah, Donaire ain't no slouch either, too. Former champion in his, in his own right now, but, mm. So, yeah, Inoue, congrats, big, big congrats, doing things in the smaller, smaller weight classes. Let's see. Artur Berdabiev demolishes Joe Smith in two rounds to unify the WBC, WBO, IBF light heavyweight titles. So Berdabiev, he's doing work up there. Um, let's see. Anthony Joshua signs a long-term deal as the zone brand ambassador, and he's going to have two fights per year for a rumored deal that's going to be between three to five years. So we'll see if he... Let's see if that contract lives up. Because uh, Joshua, he's still a name, but he's kind of on the edge of it, man. Like, Cause look, he's gonna have a remate, a rematch uh, for a heavyweight title. It's gonna be him and Alexander Usyk. Um, the fight's gonna take place August twentieth in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Now, last time he had the rematch of a heavyweight title in uh, in the Middle East, he was able to beat Andy Ruiz and take his belt back. So let's see if he'll be able to do that again. As, uh, Usyk ain't no joke, bro. Uh, I know there was a lot of controversy as to what the hell happened to, um, man, fucking <sighs> happened to our guy, bro. Look. Anyway. Ah. <sighs> fucking Andy, man. Andy Ruiz, God damn it, yeah, it was right there for you, man. It was right there. I had a great, great moment in the sun. Uh, hope it's not done for you, man. It's been, I think, since he's fought Joshua, he hasn't fought anybody. Or no, he fought once. He's fought once, and he got a decision against Ariola. That was a sloppy match. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, August twentieth in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. So the zone. That's where it'll be. Uh, let's see. Shakur Stevenson is going to defend his featherweight WBO and WBC titles versus Robson Consencial on September 23rd in Newark, New Jersey, which is Stevenson's hometown. He won the WBC from Oscar Valdez just in April. So, yeah, Shakur Stevenson looks like he's, he's 
Rockets rising to the top. Scotland's Josh Taylor vacates the junior welterweight WBC title. Uh, Jose Ramirez, Jose Sapeda is ordered for a vacant belt. So they'll fight each other for there. Uh, I believe Taylor's going to move up in his weight class. Um, Edgar Berlanga is going to be fined $10,000. He's going to be suspended six months for an attempted bite versus Alexis Angulo on Saturday, June 11th. That took place at MSG last month. Dude, you can't be doing that shit, bro. He admitted it in the postcard press conference, too. Like, yeah, I tried to bite his ear. I'm just like, bruh, what are we doing? What are we doing, bro? Uh, let's see. There was a fight, Jake Paul, Tommy Ferry. It got rebooked for August 6th at MSG. But that fight has been uh, changed. Looks like Jake Paul is now going to fight Haseen Rotman Jr. Uh, since Fury was denied entry into the U.S. on June the 28th. So, Tommy Ferry, what the fuck you doing? Um... But Hasim Rahman uh, was uh, uh, the son of Hasim Rahman Sr., obviously. But apparently, there was, uh, they were sparring partners in the past, and they got into it in the gym, and uh, beef started from there. So they, they're going to lace it up, and they're going to get down. Uh, Rahman, I think, is a – I mean, he's had a ton of amateur fights, and he's got a lot more boxing experience than any of these guys he's, out, he's fought before. And uh, he's got more experience than Tommy Fury does, but, I mean – We'll see how that translates in the ring. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, let's see. We got some bare knuckle fighting news. Michael Page, Michael Venom Page, and Mike Platinum Perry. They're gonna fight in bare knuckle fighting championship. They're gonna on August twentieth in London. So best of luck to them. Uh, looks like bare knuckle uh, fighting championship BKFC. They also signed former UFC, former NFL defensive end Greg Hardy uh, to a deal. So he's going to be fighting with no gloves on. Let's see. Uh, some exhibition news. We got Floyd Mayweather. He's going to fight Mikuru Asakawa. No. Floyd Mayweather is going to face Mikuru Asakura in a Ryzen FF exhibition about sometime in December in Japan. That's what's going to happen. It's an exhibition. Um, it might be like the last one where he just, you know, boxes circles around people. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. I don't anticipate it to be too much action going on. Um, but, yeah, people over there rising, they want to cut him a check. Why not? Why the fuck not, right? Let's see here. We have a celebrity boxing announcement. Uh, two former NFL running backs. We got Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell. They're going to be in a boxing match uh, scheduled to go down on July 30th. Uh, over here in Los Angeles at the Crypto.com Arena in downtown LA, so uh, so we'll see if that happens, man. Um, my money is on Adrian Peterson. Uh, yeah, that's just me. I know he's older, but he looks physically stronger than uh, uh, than uh, than on Bell does, I should say. And I believe he's trained boxing longer than than Bell has. I think Bell might have been training in boxing for the last like four years, and I want to say. Adrian Peterson started training like 10 plus years ago. So I think after he attributed his boxing training to helping him with his issues with fumbling and holding on to the football and stuff like that. So I don't know, made, made his hands stronger, made his like arm control stuff. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I think the man has been throwing punches for longer. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I got retirement news. We got Mikey Garcia. Um, former five-time world titleist in four different divisions. He has announced his retirement. Uh, he won divisions at 126, 130, 
135 and 140 pounds. So so enjoy retirement there, uh, Mikey. Um, you had a great career, man. That's freaking ridiculous. I know he just recently lost, and it was his last chance to recapture a belt there. So uh, so yeah, enjoy enjoy your time off, man. Enjoy it, enjoy it, man. Um, we got some crazy news in the world of worldwide wrestling. I don't even talk about this really. You know, you guys watch the podcast like. Wrestling to me is not really something that I'm all too interested in, but this is very controversial considering the fact um, that it involves the CEO. Uh, so Vince McMahon it looks like he's going to step aside as the CEO, um, as board as the the board looks like probed alleged misconduct that uh, was levied against him recently. His daughter Stephanie McMahon has been named the interim CEO, and he's fighting allegations that he offered a a $3 million settlement to a former female employee with whom he had an affair with. Now, that was one ale- allegation. There was uh, other allegations that have come out since then. Um, this just came out today. Apparently, there's a report that he has paid a total of $12 million to four different women to quiet sexual misconduct allegations. The most salacious one was a $7.5 million payment to a former wrestler who got demoted and then basically fired. So they had, her contract was up for renewal. And it was not renewed with the company, um, basically because she didn't want to sleep with him. So they, I guess, the legal term was like she denied his sexual advances. So I don't know if she was given in to him prior and then it decided otherwise. Um, if you guys are more in the know of the wrestling world, you might know who it was. I think it was around the year two thousand five is when this uh, particular wrestler um, was let go from the company. I think two oh five oh six somewhere around that time. And there was a, the settlement, there was an NDA agreement, so it, it wasn't released the name of the wrestler. But you guys are freaking sleuths out there. You guys can probably figure it out. I'm pretty sure somebody on Reddit has already done the research and has found out exactly who the one person most likely is that uh, got that payment from Vince McMahon. So, I mean, a lot of stuff's been coming out. and It's getting a little, getting a little spicy. There's some heat on there. Um, what's going on, man? I mean, he's even, even with this happening... He made that announcement. It's like two days later. He was he was making appearances on on their WWE events. I think it was a SummerSlam or, um, yeah, he was on a couple different events showing up as, uh, um, yeah, in character as like freaking Mr. McMahon, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not paying attention to this stuff as much. Um, but yeah, man, shit's wild. Shit's fucking crazy. Uh. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, this guy's he he showed up to the UFC this last week, and they showed him their cage side because they had the event at the MGM Grand, and then they went over to um, uh, T-Mobile Arena to go watch the UFC, and they saw the the main event uh, with uh, Israel Adesanya. But it was it was uh, Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon's daughter. It was uh, Triple H, and it was like Pat McAfee was chilling with them. I think like one other person. So. Um, Shout out to Pat McAfee. I'm excited he was getting the pub and the love there. But I'm like, oh, man. Uh, I know he's, like, now an employee of uh, of uh, Mr. McMahon working for the WWE because he's, uh, he's about that life with the, the wrestling and all that stuff. But um, I don't know. I feel kind of weird. Just like, damn, sucks that uh, now you're getting put on and, then like, the people you're working with are now having all these crazy stuff they got to fight. So whether stuff is true or not, I don't know. But it seems like there's more and more evidence starting to come up and bubble up. But uh, yeah, kind of interesting. It's like he's not even 
Vince McMahon's not even like taking that much of a step back, really. He's still still in the public eye, and that's like it's kind of curious, in my opinion. Uh, I'm not sure all of his lawyers would necessarily approve of that that uh, that conduct, but hey, live your life, I guess. I don't know. Oh man, oh crazy. Yeah, I we're talking about this earlier about the fact that there's like new laws and regulations for people in corporate environments having relations with other people. I think it's for situations like this where you're having you're keeping that control of that power and you're using it to your advantage to like get sexual favors. Like that is not what you should be doing. Um there are some other areas who I'll like be like, okay, there's some some gray area there. Like, is that really that bad? But like this shit right here, that's fucking dude, you can't be doing that shit, dog. Um can't do it, man. All right, one more last controversial topic here. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to this. I don't talk about wrestling, and I don't talk about golf very often, but they are both in the goddamn news recently because uh, there's a lot of pro top golfers that have joined this rival league. They've they've left the PGA Tour, and they're on this new tour called the Live Tour, which is sponsored by Saudi Arabia Money, uh, which is, uh, um, yeah, it is uh, pretty dirty <laughs> from a lot of people. Uh, believe um obviously there was the jamal khashoggi assassination murder of the journalist that happened a year two years ago or something and oh man that didn't sound good i think there was an accident on the corner over here oh shit i hope everybody's all right um god damn that was loud um yeah so saudi arabians man they're freaking trying to sponsor a lot of sporting events and doing all this stuff. As we mentioned before, that they're going to have the bo- heavyweight boxing championship over in Jeddah with uh, Anthony Joshua and uh, Alexander Usyk. So another big event for them. They call it sports washing, where like a com- um, country will put on a lot of sporting events and, and uh, be a host to try to like gain favor and show them how powerful they are. Obviously, we talked about the Berlin Olympics and, uh, with Hitler. More recently, what Russia has done, they hosted the Olympics, and they've been, you know, uh, doing what they want in Ukraine the last couple years. China, China recently, we'll see what they end up doing. But, uh, but yeah, Saudi Arabia, I know Qatar, obviously, hold, they got that oil money, and they got... Uh, they got the World Cup. They bribed all the officials and whatnot, and now they're paying, playing it in the wintertime. Just, just kind of insane that it even got to this point, that at some point this shit wasn't stopped based off of common sense. But, uh, yeah, man. So, so now they got this LIV golf tournament, and they're paying these buku bucks to some of these guys for winning these tournaments. I think you can win, like, like $4 million for like one, just one tournament just to win. Kind of crazy. So they ended up paying like these big salaries to these guys. So... Some of the guys that have jumped shipped are Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, Kevin Na, Louis Oosthuizen, Paul Schwartzel, uh, Brandon Grace, uh, let's see, Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, Phil Mickelson. They've all joined. They all joined. Um, they had their inaugural event in London uh, a month ago. They played in Portland just recently. Um, yeah, so the London event had a $25 million purse, $4 million to the winner. Um, they have eight events this year. They're going to scale upward in come years through a $2 billion pledge from the Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. So yeah, Saudi Arabia 
I mean, they're hosting boxing events. They're creating this golf league. They got they own Newcastle United now in the Premier League. So they're gonna there's been gonna be starting spending cash like crazy in the next few seasons. Um, that's kind of the, the assumption there. So there's a lot of craziness going on in the world, man. There's just like a lot of controversial topics, a lot of controversial shit, man. Um, dude, all these PGA Tour guys are like calling out the guys who left, mate. Like you guys are just you know, working for blood money, you guys are just, you know, mercenaries and, and, and whatnot, but I can understand if I'm one of these guys and I'm like, do I really want to break my back and, like, playing 20, 30 events this year, or can I just play under 10 and make more money than I did doing that? So, I get it. I, I, I It sucks. It sucks to, to be in that. I mean, if you're one of those players you're making money regardless so it's like you're one of the top players in the world so i mean overall life's not too bad but like yeah yeah morally i don't know where i'd be on that shit man because it's like like how much money until to be able to bribe somebody i don't know i don't know what that answer is man apparently phil got a shit ton of money dustin johnson i don't know how much but it's a lot it's a lot man it's a lot a lot for these golfers and this is golf too. This isn't even like a, I don't know, bigger sport. I don't know. I don't know. Wild, wild stuff. But um, that's your sports update, guys. Uh, I've been wanting to talk about this shit for like a month or two now. Fucking eight, man. Uh, but yeah. Last episode was a short, brief one. This is a longer, extended episode. Um, we're gonna have a special guest uh coming up on the Puro Caballero show. Uh, we're going to have a, a couple already scheduled and I'm going to try to make sure we get, uh, start getting some more guests coming in here as we move forward into the future. Um, I got my boy AJ Santos and my homie Ryan Radosinovich coming into the podcast studio soon. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, we'll be coming to you, uh, in the next week or two of these episodes. Um, but yeah, I think that's enough of me. Uh, as I mentioned before, I got some comedy shows coming up this next week. We have uh, the uh, show at the Ha Ha uh, Comedy Club in North Hollywood uh, on Monday, uh, which I show you the flyer right here. What am I? So yeah, thank you so much to Becca Ward for putting the show on, having me there. Uh, show is at 8 p.m. The door is at 7:30. Tickets are $10 right now through the weekend. It'll be $20 at the door on Monday. Um, we got. Great lineup. Look at this lineup here. Jimmy Shin, Will Burkhardt, Tyler Warner, Angie Bell, Mark Stevens, Lena Green, uh, Gabriel Kennedy, Orca Cameron, Andre Thibold, and myself. Thibold, Thibold. Apologize on the pronunciation there, Andre. Uh, but yeah, should be a great, great show there. Uh, the Haha Comedy Club. Come on by, North Hollywood. And then the very next night, we're going to be over in Burbank at Flappers. Uh, on the, I'm going to be performing on the Killer Bees Comedy Show. Uh, hosted by B Gutierrez. Dude, thank you so much, B, for letting me be a part of this show. We got Tony Grams, Elise Olgowski, Ace Murdoch, Rachel D, Remy Escobar, Kayla Camaro, Alex Mendelberg, and myself there. But the grit don't quit. Grind don't stop. We're moving on to Thursday, two days later, on the 14th. We got another show at Ty Angel Bar where... I will be hosting. We got to the homie VJ, aka DJ Supreme Kai. You know the you know the fucking vibes. He's gonna be on the ones and twos, and yeah, we got a great lineup for you. Uh, we got uh, Chica, Demi York, Genesis Soul, Tom Epstein, Sammy Cantu, and Elise Golgowski. I'll be on uh, a couple shows with her. 
next week. So, yeah, it's going to be a great time. Come on out to all or <laughs> – yeah, come out to all the shows if you're available, man. But uh, if you can come out to one, that'd be fucking awesome. That'd be great. I'd love to see you there. Um, no cover on the show at Ty Angel. Um, the two other shows, um, you will need to purchase tickets. The links will be in my bio on uh, Instagram, so go ahead and check that out there. Um, or you can go on their website, Flappers uh, Comedy Club, or for, for the haha. But uh, but all that information will be on my Instagram page. You can follow me at Puro Caballero. That's P-U-R-O-C-A-B-A-L-L-E-R-O for all you gringos out there. All right. And, uh, yeah, give us a follow. Give the podcast a follow on Instagram as well, at the Puro Caballero Show. Um, that's what I got coming up, coming up, coming up. Um, happy late birthday to my little brother as well. That just happened recently. Um, happy early birthday to my sister. I'll probably try to get back on here at some point uh, before then. But, uh, but yeah, uh, family celebrating some birthdays. So big, big, big shout out to them. And um, what else we got going on? I think... That's it for now, folks. And um, this is episode 110. 110, baby. Let's go. Yeah, 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 Love the Puro Caballero show. Y'all been awesome. Peace. And chicken grease.